Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. 90s and 2000s! Was that an echo I hear? Was that an echo I hear? Oh my god, I'm Kylan Savage, your co-host, and with me, as always, actually with me this time, is Mr. TJ Smith. Live and in person. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm good. For those that don't have video, which is everyone except for... The four of us. Mm-hmm. I'm waving at Kylan across the Zoom screen and in the room, and I, it is a delight. We're like, oh, very let's close. shake hands. Yeah. We're very close. That's a great good handshake. Um, we also have beautiful producer Josh. Hey, I like that TJ's just kind of doing a summer tour. Where he, he is. We recorded at my house, and I was recording at your house, playing the hits. So, uh, before we introduce our guest, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I'm currently editing the step up to the microphone episode and there's a part in that in which i made a bargain uh with tj that if he could help me convince josh to do a golem voice i wouldn't tell you guys to hush every time we have a guest so josh (laughs) would you mind in your best golem impression introducing our guest oh man okay come on how can you say no to that allow me to get into character here please take a second i'm trying to do i go golem or do i go smeagol you know both, dude. Yeah. This is a guest worthy of both Gollum and Smeagol. Right? <laughs> we have a special guest. Time Mayor. A commitment to the bit. Guys, we do have Time Mayor. Terrible idea. Did you just call him Juicy Sweet? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. Ty, have you wow. ever been called Juicy Sweet? I, yeah, I he, mean, lived have, but, he lived uh, with me. He lived with me. That is just the best introduction I have ever. So unique. So yeah. Unique. <laughs> I, that's the Church Champs Now guarantee. Come on our show, true. get a great introduction. Only yeah, the best for you, buddy. Okay, so for people that don't know, who the heck are you? My name is Ty Mayer. I, am, uh, I got my start uh, as a roommate with Kylan, I guess... Your start at what? Your life. You got your start. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, it's. uh, I have uh, to compete as Kylan's roommate on this episode now. You do. You guys actually have to fight. Wow, this is like wow. Just bringing your ex girlfriend to the party and Uh yeah. Okay, actually, Josh, this is this is as good an opportunity as any to tell you Ty is actually replacing you on the show. So Ty, if you, if you could if you I could tell Josh that he's fired in the best Gollum voice that you have, that <laughs> that'll really let me down easy. <laughs> it's convenient for me that I just replaced Kylan in the place that I moved into. Mm-hmm. He moved out, I moved in, I so I didn't have all the roommate drama. I just yeah, yeah. that would have been real messy if there were three former roommates on That's one episode. True. Oof! I subverted the whole thing. You know, yes, I, was just you like, I really cut you off on your introduction, Ty. I'm very <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no. so we Ty, will circle back. Uh, yep. Uh, let's do a rewind sound effect. Ty, who are yeah. you? My name is Ty Mayer. And yeah, Kylan's roommate got my start there about 15 years ago. And we bonded immediately because we were the only two underage students. We don't know how we got yeah. through. We were both 17 out of state, yeah. just on our own in school there. And I don't know. We just... It was like eating Popeyes every day, eat, guys. You know, like freshman fifteen, it was the freshman forty. Like Whoa. we literally ate Popeyes every day. The gallons of seed oils <laughs> that we consumed were just <laughs> unfathomable. 
so you guys can see why I wanted Ty on the podcast. He's obviously very qualified. Yep. <laughs> very qualified. Yeah. For the listeners, real quick, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll go back in time and get okay. your origin story and stuff. Yeah, I'm here. I'm in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, just a little bit north of Miami, and got my wife and a little nine-month-little baby boy, Canyon River. Oh, he's woo. a big one. 99th percentile on the height you know he's just strong <laughs> man big dude so big dude you know so yeah we do video production and part of a church in miami and i grew up at a church in a really weird church in georgia like in the in the boondocks and sweet so, okay so let's yeah, let's get into know? that let's hear your origin story so as Listen. you know our podcast is about Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. So if you want to give people a quick little rundown of like the music that you grew up listening to and how you were influenced kind of by well, all of this. Let's start with the kind of church I was at. I think that has a little context to it. Context. Yeah. So there's you're familiar with like denominations like Presbyterian and Methodist. So I was in a Baptist church, but not just a Baptist church. I was in a primitive Baptist church. But not Ooh. just that, we were in another sect of that called Progressive Primitive Baptist Church. <laughs> okay. Good qualifier. So the, 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 the name of our church, I think, was like Ephesus Progressive Primitive Baptist Church. So, I mean, it that was just like... Don't those, don't the primitive and progressive cancel each other out? You tell me, okay? <laughs> oh, there's just you some tell new, me. There's some groovy nuance there, Josh. Oh, okay. Dude, All right. We had a groovy, a groovy pastor, man. It was just like lion's mane, just like big guy, fire, fire. It was just. So what does, just out of curiosity, what, I'm not familiar with the primitive. <laughs> Neither am I. It. So like, okay. did you guys just meet around like a campfire? That's what I was saying. Like, <laughs> tents only. Like, yeah. No campers. Cave yeah. paintings with charcoal, yeah. but you could play drums. Fire. You could play. Well, okay. So if drums. you were primitive Baptist, it was like pretty, like no drum kit, no whatever. Right. But because we were progressive primitive, we could have a drum kit, but like there was like some, I don't know, he had to be behind, behind a bush or something. Like it was just like, it was like layers. <laughs> like the drummer was don't hide it behind like, a bush. Oh no, on stage behind those like '90s church plants, you know, that just like took over. It was just like he was like That's in the so, jungle there. I love um, that. It was it's funny. So weird. But I don't know. I always enjoyed music. I asked for a drum kit one Christmas, and then like I got it, and then my dad was like, "No." We're not. <laughs> we're not going to do that. This we're not was gonna a mistake. <laughs> He's like, "Let's go get you a guitar, son." That's so funny. So, so we went to the music store and swapped it, and uh, I don't know. It was kind of the journey of yeah, my dude. my endeavor to music. Yeah. So what was what was the first CD that you bought? The first CD I bought. Okay, it's in between two. It was either the Blue Backstreet Boys album. That is or, Zo or Zoe Girl, Believe. God. Mm. Those are Man. the two. And I remember I brought Zoe Girl, Believe to Sunday school, like third or fourth grade Sunday school. And I was made fun of so hard by the other boys. And it was like low key traumatic. But I well, mean, yeah. Dang. Maybe did you hold, just, that, if that doesn't did you hold true to your Zoe Girl fandom through it, though? Oh, yeah, dude. I stayed Good. strong. Respect. You know, it's just, Good for you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 would, I think stay one true day. To you. One day I would right. love to cover Zoe Girl. We haven't yet on the show. Uh, yeah. We'll get there one day. 
but maybe in some other universe out there, there's a version of Church Jams now where where we've covered Zoe Girl. Yeah. Maybe not even us. Maybe there are different hosts for that episode. Could be. Yeah. That, you know, if the multiverse I'd like to exists, think so. it does for sure. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so I want to transition a little bit now into the classic crime. We're talking about. The classic crime. You, when I asked you what record you wanted to cover, you said the Silver Cord. Yeah. By the classic crime. So I want to know a little bit. Or Josh, should we do research first, or should we do Ty? Why Ty brought the record, and then research. Let's hear. Let's hear why Ty brought the record. Cool. Yeah. Give so us some I'd context. love to know. Yeah, I'd love to know why why you brought that record. What's your history uh, with the classic crime? Do you guys remember those magazines you would get when you were a kid? And, highlights and you it would be like <laughs> get 10 cds for 40 dollars and you'd check out check off the oh, numbers yeah. on the magazine oh, like, yeah. oh, 11937 so i didn't i didn't do that but my buddy sam sam barber did that and one of the records he got was uh classic crime just came out with albatross their first record and we were in his truck one day and he had his new box of cds and we popped that in i was like this is a record. Is this? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was like uh blisters and cough, just all these things. It was just so like, you know, it wasn't whatever, you know, it was like, this is right. something else, you know, this is, this is cooking. So I was into it. And then I think I listened to that album like a lot. It was one of the first ones I can remember being like, this is like a really repetitive album. And it kind of produced a lot of questions about like the meaning behind some of the songwriting and then when the silver right. silver chord came out it was a big deal to me because i feel like a handful of the songs had answers to some of the questions nice. and some of the songs and that kind of introduced like depth to music to me and cool. i don't know yeah that's like a actually a little bit deeper of an answer than i think i thought i had in there but <laughs> that's was, great that's awesome. awesome it's real yeah i love it okay so before we get more into it i would love to give it over to our beautiful producer josh to give us uh some sweet research on who the heck is the classic crime well thanks kylan i would love to tell you about who the heck is the classic crime the classic crime are from seattle washington their careers from 2004 to present they're still going they just released their yeah, seventh full-length record earlier this year actually age yes yeah. correct sir the members for this record are matt mcdonald on vocals Robbie Negrin on guitar, Justin Duke Duku on guitar. He is the only member of the band that uh, is not in the band anymore. Everyone else is still going strong. I think his last record was Vagabonds. I could be wrong. In okay. two, in 2010, uh, Alan Clark is on bass and Skip Erickson is on drums. Yeah. So so with the excluding Justin, everyone else is still in the band making music, which is really cool. Dang. Yeah, awesome. uh, we were talking about the Silver Chord, which was released July 22nd of 2008. So it is turning 15 years old this year. Yeah. Does that make you feel old, Ty? I feel like I've lived 15 lifetimes since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that makes you feel young, I feel like. <laughs> oh, I'm full of fire. I'm ready. There to you go. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect. This is their second record, and it was released on Tooth and Nail. It was produced by Michael, quotes, Elvis, unquote, Basket. Uh, he has produced bands such as Puddle of Mud, Chevelle, Alter Bridge, It Blessed the Fall, Seven Dust, and he also produced Albatross by The Classic Crime. So nice. it's interesting that he seems to be like in that like 
radio rock, mm-hmm. butt rock kind of sound, and then does the classic crime, which is interesting. Yeah. And that they worked with him multiple times. This record debuted on Billboard 200 or charted at 123. And that's really all I have. I consider this. I don't know where classic crime fans land nowadays that they've had so many records, but I've always felt that this was like the fan favorite. Can mm-hmm. you confirm or deny Ty or anyone else? Yeah, for sure. Like even I, they've done like Kickstarter for like all their records, like since they got dropped, I think that started with Vagabond or whatever. And Phoenix um, was their Phoenix, first independent. Phoenix, yeah. And I mean, all the comments are always like, oh, but we like this on Silver Court. You know, it's like there's that was that's where they got the big crew of it. I think their biggest radio single was on Silver Chord, you know, all that. But yeah, I think this is like the one that, that popped off for sure. You know, it's interesting. Uh, what's the producer's name? The Elvis guy? Elvis Baskets. Michael Basket. Yeah. yeah. Elvis Basket. Dude, that Elvis dude looks like Elvis a character. <laughs> he, uh, you know, I think he did the record after too, but he's. Uh, I think he may have. I always thought it was funny because the guitars are so big on silver chord, like so big. They sound so good, but the drums aren't as big and strong as Albatross. Like it's Albatross is a very different sounding record to me, you know? So I always thought it was funny he produced them both, but I'm like, there had to have been someone else in the mix because this is just like a, it's a totally different deal. Interesting. (laughs) Have you, Ty, after this, have you continued to, be a classic crime fan yeah i just got yeah. Have uh, you, you the record to... in the mail my little grim age nice how do yeah. you feel about grim age i think it's i think it's fun i appreciate one of the biggest things of me about classic crime is i really appreciate the songwriting i think yeah. it's just really good lyrically i've always connected with it and even this new record has some stuff about kind of where you find yourself in like some later seasons and stuff and I don't know. I just thought it was cool, like how we've kind of all developed as like fans and stuff. You know, just right. everybody's in new seasons. Like I think he, I think the lead singer Matt. I think he's like a realtor, like low key on the side now. And just so it's just like we're all like you know doing different things, but it's cool that he got to carry the craft a little bit still. And yeah. I don't know. I like where it's gone. It's definitely like a different deal, but I think it's supposed to be. It's not like right. It was, it, yeah, they I just mean, did, kept doing the same thing forever it's that's kind of lame i mean it's like we all want that like everybody wants a chance you know the rapper to just do color book over and over again but like it's not like or acid rap over and over again but it's not like it's going to be different every time you know it's not going to be the same what you know so that's the hardest thing as an artist i feel like especially if you have a following like to toe that line between like this is what everyone wants but yeah. this is like what I want to con- I want to do something else. But then like how much of that balance do you find, you know? Right. Kind of figuring out the happy medium place or the happy middle space mm. between like reinvention and like sticking to that core of what you are as an artist that made people fall in love with you in the first place, which I feel like what you're saying is that that core is like the quality songwriting. Like you, you think the songwriting is solid and makes yeah. a lot of, it's, um, it's good lyrics. And, yeah. There's like depth to it that connects. And something that I think really speaks highly of them that I think is really cool is like, because they're not a full-time band anymore where they're touring and doing all this stuff. Like they seem pretty chill where they're just releasing albums, which is great. I would kind of wish more bands that couldn't tour full-time would do that. But it's cool that Classic Crime hasn't just become 
a Matt McDonald solo project. Like it's still like it's like the same right. guys that did the first record that are still contributing to the music now. So I think that that says a lot about them that they're all in different seasons, but it, classic crime is still important enough to them to all come together to work on these songs and make records. Yeah, I mean, fifteen something years later, yeah. now they're all grown adults and probably have one or multiple other jobs and multiple yeah. responsibilities. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it gives me hope for us, gentlemen. Yeah, you love to see <laughs> it. We can. You do love. We to got see it. it. We can still yeah. make way to make be classic we crime. Can do it. It's quite an inspiration. They're out there inspiring <laughs> all of us. That's yeah. right. Uh, so Josh and TJ, I want to hear. I want to hear y'all's history with classic crime. Go, Josh. Okay. Tell them. I am a pretty moderate classic crime fan, uh, and I liken it to my fanship of Taking Back Sunday, to where there's a lot of songs I know, but like overall, their records don't always grab me. There's always like a couple songs off the records. I'm like, yeah, I like this, but as a record as in general, not a ton. So there's definitely, I don't know where I am. Like, I don't even know what I would call my favorite classic crime record. So I have listened to most of their catalog somewhat extensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely, I have, I had this over cord a while, like a couple years back and we'll listen to it. Oh, I remember only a couple songs really grabbed me. There's a lot of songs on this record, and I remember there's a few I really, really liked, and there's some I don't even remember. But yeah, I still like Tune In. I really like Grim Age. I wasn't really a fan of Patterns in the Static at all or How to Be Human. Um, so I've liked Grim Age. I like Vag- I like the first half of Vagabonds a lot. Yeah. Second half I don't really remember much of, and I'm pretty picky and choosy on Albatross. So same kind of thing with okay. Silverchord. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What about you, TJ? I'm pretty similar. I think like I can definitely say I dipped into them in a serious way at Silvercord. Like that was the album that kind of I don't know for whatever reason they stuck out in the noise of you know similar bands, similar era of music. That album kind of it resonated with me for sure, um, sonically and thematically. Um, kind of what what you were referring to Ty is just like strong songwriting I think there was a lot in it that made me kind of like it, it it turned my ear a little bit and and made me lean into a lot of the songs in a way that surprised me because I think I can't even remember who turned me on to it um or them as a band frankly but it was just they were one of those bands that around that time um all of a sudden people were really big into the classic crime and I was like okay I guess I should give them a shot and then definitely stuck in with them through the Vagabonds album cycle and then didn't really keep up after that so it's hard to know kind of like even wh- which which album between the Silver Chord and Vagabonds I would say is my favorite or the one that sticks out the most because both of those albums I really love and I think from start to finish um, you know they they both of those albums reson- resonated with me quite a bit. So before, like Albatross, I think I've listened to maybe two or three times total and don't recall much from it, honestly. But now that you're talking about the drum production tie, now I want to co- go back and like dig into that again. Yeah. But Silver Chord and Vagabonds for sure were kind of my two and done for classic crime. All right. Yeah. What about yourself? Um. So the classic crime is a band that... Yes, they kinda- are. <laughs> that's all i have nailed it man uh, yeah if i'm being honest that is you essentially know? all that i have they, are um, a band. they 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 kind of missed me 
Mm. Like they were they were a band I was always like based on samplers and and stuff like they're a band I was always aware of. Wait, are we doing the Blindside episode or the classic crime? Episode? <laughs> I know, I know. Blind Blindside was the same thing. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like deja vu, right? I now. always confuse the classic crime with. Oh, there was another band from around that era. I can't think of it, but yeah, there's something about. I think the very like. I remember hearing a couple songs, and I know that Albatross is an album. Um, Nailed it again. They are a band, and Albatross is an album. (laughs) 10 out of 10. No, no. Why do I even do the research when we got Kylan here? (laughs) You know what? I think, but I've seen them live. What? I've seen them live with you. Exactly. They opened for Emory, and that's, I know that as a statement and cannot tell you anything else about that experience. (laughs) It's like, I have seen them live. I don't remember it. I have zero idea what they played <laughs> it was I, in i think late 2014 yeah it was at tom remember Cats, right? it was at tom opening Cats. for they opened yeah. for emory correct yep um, would that have been the phoenix it was like the post phoenix i think they just done the what was done their acoustic i think they did that in 2014 if i remember correctly so but it was a full band show it wasn't like just an acoustic set so was it? <laughs> yeah, it was full band. <laughs> oh, cool. Really made an impression. Cool. It did it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I I just, uh, but that being said, uh, when Grim Age came out, I listened to all of that and I freaking loved it. Dug it. Cool. It was super yeah. cool. It was You're a rage boy. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it definitely. The songwriting, like Matt McDonald's songwriting, love like I'm getting older and I know it, and you're like, oh man, me too, Matt. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Get you. Yep. I get it. So I'm excited to I'm excited to dig into this, especially if like yeah, I, I think I think I, I'll give you some in, in a little bit. I'll explain why I know this, but like lyrically, it seems like there's a lot of really cool stuff going on mm-hmm. with classic crime. So I'm I'm very excited. Josh, quick question for you: Has Troy Glesner mastered any of their records i do know that he just mastered grim age oh nice he, he didn't cool. master this one or the other ones it was ted jensen actually i did look it up but i think he's re, he's mastered some of their more recent ones and he did do the albatross vinyl remaster i did oh, see cool. that oh cool yeah shout cool. out to troy shout out to troy friend of the show okay so before we get into our flopper bops i have a game is everyone oh, ready for a game? Yeah. Ready to do a, a fun game? Okay. I'm totally so. looking at all the answers right now, too. No, you're I'm not. In the room it, nope. <laughs> nope. This game I am calling the classic criminal. <laughs> so these are going to be five questions. Are these lyrics from a classic crime song or quotes from a classic gangster movie? Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think it'll be pretty fun. So, you know, once again, much like whose line is it anyway in life, it's all made up and the points don't matter. But I thought it'd be pretty fun. Here we go. Question number one. This, uh, should I read the, oh, never mind. I'm not going to ask that because I know the answer I'm going to get. Uh, <laughs> this is what's wrong with America. It's gotten so big, you just can't find your way. Am I just saying whether it's classic crime or classic criminal? Yes. Classic criminal. Okay. I'm going criminal. John Dillinger. Okay. Oh, no, it's from a movie. It's a quote from oh, okay. a movie. Yeah, this feels like some Godfather kind of okay. madness. So I'm gonna well, go you guys criminal. all got that right. That is from American Gangster. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Yes, that tracks. Okay. 
Here we go. Question number two. When you kill a king, you don't stab him in the dark. You kill him where the entire court can watch him die. Criminal. Okay. This sounds classic crime, maybe warrior poet. I don't know. Okay. It does have a cadence to it that feels like a lyric. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go classic crime. Okay. Guys, Josh got that one right. That is from Gangs of New York. (laughs) So embarrassing. Yeah, but Ty, I think you'll get this one. A warrior poet once said, you're not dead yet, so live like you could be. (laughs) Something tells me. (laughs) Is this Untouchables? (laughs) Yep. It's definitely Goodfellas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Goodfellas. Should have known. All right. right. Yeah, that's from Warrior Warrior Poet. (laughs) Yes. All right. Here we go, guys. Give me. Question number four. The pain in hell has two sides the kind you can touch with your hand, the kind you can feel in your heart. I think that's uh, Popeye's uh, newest slogan. (laughs) Right, Ty? It is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a trick question. That was a trick question. The Cajun crawfish. (laughs) No, wait. It's a Zoe Girl lyric. It's a Zoe Girl lyric. Yeah. Yeah, This one's actually a Zoe Girl. Yeah. Yep. The pain in hell has two sides the kind you can touch with your hand, the kind you can feel in your heart. I'm going to go classic crime. Yeah, it sounds okay. too dramatic for a movie. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Really, it's heavy. I it's go, heavy, cl- yeah. I go crime. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go crime too. I'm gonna okay, trust. All three y'all are saying classic oh, no. crime. Yeah. All right, guys. That is from Mean Streets. No. <laughs> that was my favorite one. We're I was like, no this. one's gonna get this because it sounds like <laughs> a song lyric. It, it, does. it does. Specifically, the fact that he says, "The kind you can touch with your hand." The kind you can feel in your heart. Yeah, like that rhythm to it. Yeah. That's what's yeah. getting me. Yeah. I guess like mobsters and criminals are like very, they're, they're poets. Exactly. Well, way. people they're that they're, write they're a bunch of mobsters emo, and criminals. Emo <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. Last question. I used to let you fight the battles before me, but now I stand alone to prove you right. Just a one-man army. There's a lot of I used to's. Yeah, that feels like. In the classic. The mat. Some good. water. Mm-hmm. Hard crime. Okay. Yeah, isn't one man army on Phoenix? So I'm gonna say crime. I, I've trusted you, and I've and I've been burned, but you've been burned real good. Like a phoenix, I'm gonna rise out of the ashes and say it's a classic <laughs> crime. It is classic <laughs> crime, guys, from Phoenix. Yeah. Good job. All right. All right. <laughs> so that leaves us TJ and Ty with three points. Josh with four points. Woo! So Josh wins our classic criminal. I'm the criminal classic game. criminal. You are a classic criminal. Thanks for playing my silly little game. I was just really excited. I stumped y'all with Mean Streets. Got us. <laughs> it got us good. It's the best one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So now let's get into our flopper bop predictions. How do we feel this is going to land, let's y'all? Ty's obviously going to be a flop. Obviously. Yeah, he hates this record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, okay, Ty, why why do you think it's going to be a bop? And when was the last time you listened to this record all the way through? The last time was probably, I don't know, it's been years for sure. I'm going to say five. To, I've, I've gone back and visited songs, but like straight on, like I just listened to this record probably six-ish years. I'd okay. say five to seven. Dang, so okay. I think it's going to be like just long enough for it to feel fresh you know i'm pretty pretty excited to get a peek into it pull the curtain back you know but i think it's gonna bop pretty pretty hard you know it's like all right nice hard bop ready for a big bop ready for a big bop Bop. all right josh what about you buddy i think it's gonna be a bop 
I think it's going to be a medium bop for me. But yeah, like I said, there is a lot on this record I don't even remember. So I'm excited to jump back into it and kind of rediscover some stuff. But I do know my favorite classic crime song is on this record. Oh, cool. Ooh. So I do know that. So I would, I probably have to bob it for that reason alone. Dang. I'll what let y'all you, figure you wanna, out. You want to save it for, I'll save it. For I'll let y'all think Ooh. about which one it could be. Yeah. Cause funny. for the listeners, we'll find out in like 20 minutes, but for us, it's, it's going to be like yeah. a week. So long. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. All right, TJ, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to split the difference between Ty and Josh and say it's going to be a medium big bop. Oh, for me. okay. Oh, wow. Not a big, big, right, but not a medium. Medium. Right. It's going to be like a like a. I get so excited when TJ predicts bops. I know. He yeah. really does. So should I predict a flop just for the pure dramatic tension? Of course. Yeah. I feel like... Of well, course. okay. So I have a couple questions. I have a couple clarifying questions. Josh, how long is this record? It's just... 15 songs at 54 Jesus. minutes and 38 seconds. You know, just a typical <laughs> no. super long album length. No. Good try, Josh. Good try. <laughs> it is an hour long. Yeah. It Nearly. basically is. 15 songs is too many songs. It's 55 for minutes. Disagree, but Bring that's another back. conversation. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on. Okay. Here's the deal I think I'm going to enjoy quite a bit of this. I think I'm going to get really tired of it by the end. And I'll probably get a little grumpy. So you know what? <laughs> I, I am actually going to predict a flop. Just like barely. like On runtime alone. I think on runtime alone. I th- <laughs> I, here's the deal. I, I think because, like I said, for me, my biggest criteria is do I think I'm going to find myself listening to this record again sometime in the next year. I think much like Ty's experience, I bet you I will find some stuff that I really love that I'm going to revisit. But as a whole, I I cannot see myself listening to 55 minutes of one record again that makes sense <laughs> unless until i have to for this podcast i yeah. want to go on a quick tangent really really okay, fast please. just very just i i've thought more and more as we as we go down the journey of what makes this podcast so beautiful and it's that all of us have different criteria and different relationships with albums, different mm-hmm. criteria for what makes a bob, what makes a flop. Mm-hmm. But I've been thinking a lot recently about how it it really raises the bar and the threshold for like what can be a bop. For for those of you here joining us on the Zoom call and also those listeners out there whose bop criteria involves listenability. Because right. that makes it a hard sell for any album because then the more we the further we go, right. the more albums we cover, right. the more you're they're competing with other albums that have That's gone true. before. That's true. To fit within the next year or two for you, for right. your criteria. Yeah, yeah. And I just think that's fascinating. <laughs> I love it. And it is not how I think about right. music yeah, yeah. remotely. Yeah. So it is just so fascinating to me because it makes it a harder and harder sell for you to for to, sure to well, count well, an album as a bop I, I will clarify yeah when we started this podcast i did i was pretty hard about the some point in the next year but since the pandemic and having a child time is so like wobbly anyway Nebulous. A, a year because like my wife and i will be like man what was that movie we watched just the other day it's like oh yeah that movie we saw six years ago <laughs> you know <laughs> the other so day. it's just like <laughs> You're like, man, what was that show we just watched? Oh, you mean Mad Men? (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, so 
So the window say, is stretching. The year, yeah, it's very elastic. Okay, okay. Uh, I that think helps. It, I think it's easier as like doing something in this format. I think it's easier to be reductive is not the right word, but to sort of simplify yeah. that in a way sure. uh, that that makes sense. Which you're now totally blowing Green up, which up. I love. Yeah, I, well, I love that's this. what I'm here for. Uh, and and I would I would only expect y'all to to poke at my stipulations for for right. Bopdom as well. See, I'm a little but mad. But I'm not though. even Here, I'm not even like trying thing. to poke holes in it. I'm just fascinated. I'm a little mad because when you and Josh did the podcast together, y'all were really silly. And when you do the podcast with me, you're asking like I'm super deep questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Dude. That's my love language though, bro. <laughs> I know. I they know. both are kind of. <laughs> I know. Just depends on the day you're going to catch me. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Hi, what what is your criteria for a bop or a flop? That's a good question. For a bop or a flop, I think yeah. um yeah, I think it's just the attention grabbing. I think just vibe. Just like, Are you just a vibe like, guy? I don't, I don't know if I'm a well, vibe. You talked guy, about strong lyricism but, earlier, but so. I feel like I can I could pretty easy feel filler songs, you know? Just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's pretty easy to feel a filler song and I just don't want a lot of that. So this is going to be interesting because this is a this is fifteen songs. Fifteen songs you know? is a it's lot like, of songs. I don't know, I don't know. There is a little bit of hmm, what's about to happen here, but overall, I feel good, and I don't. Maybe I have the patience for like a song here and there. It's just like if there's like four filler in a song, four fillers in a row, you know. But like right. if you have like bop, maybe like a mid, and then bop bop, you know, like I can. I think it's still a killer, you know. All about the so, sequencing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I think kind of come down to the sequencing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because like that's my thing with like fifteen songs on a record. It's just like okay, if you came into a recording session or like you started recording an album and you had like thirty songs. I could ostensibly see a 15 song record. Like as you're recording, you're like, okay, well, this one's not strong enough. This one right. needs to be reworked. But 15, 15 songs can be bangers. But if you're like a touring band. And, and their first record just like, came out two years prior. Yeah. Like they wrote 15 record, songs in two years. 15 yeah. seems like if you cut like three of them, you might have like a perfect album. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know. I have no context. Well, and I think they were in particular. They were towing the line at a time when this came out. It was still more of a standard to have longer records. We talked about that in another episode recently, how like, yeah, the, the, the standard for a record was what? 12, between 12 and maybe 17 tracks somewhere in that window. That was more standard. And then that's just gone. Down. And that's a conversation about societal attention spans. And well, I don't know. We don't it's... have the time in this podcast. <laughs> but the point is, we can get into it. We can get into it because I don't think it's just about attention spans. We'll, we'll I, talk I mean, about that's it later. true. That's true. We'll talk about it later. But the they, but the point yeah. being, that's not on them necessarily. They're adhering to the rough standards of the time, right? So, like, it's interesting now that like listening in 2023, we're like 15 songs. What? But back then, did you? Th- did you think that about an album that was I long? I did, yeah. 15 songs I still think is too long. But the, you thought that the, when you were 13? Yeah. Okay. The, and the inverse of that is like, I do remember, Josh, was it Eat, Sleep, Repeat by Copeland that only has like nine songs? No, it's got 11. 11? Which, isn't there a Copeland record that only has like nine songs? 
Mm, nah. Maybe it wasn't Copeland. There was a band yeah, around then 10. that came out with an album that was like nine songs, and I did feel cheated. <laughs> oh, see? Paying full price. There you go. For a record yeah. that only had nine yeah, it songs. It was different back then, for sure. But yeah, it right. was like... I think like 10 to, 10 to maybe 13, I think, is like a perfect like uh, album... Like, just for me personally, I don't think yeah. it's like necessarily like I don't want to speak for society. Today. No, of course. <laughs> but but I it is it, interesting to me that more or less you're saying your standards for what uh, ideal length for an album is ha- haven't changed much. Right. Over the course. I could see Silver Chord being strong because I think they sat on these Albatross, Albatross songs for a while. I think right. like. I had seen something somewhere, heard something in an IG Live, or I don't know. I think they had those songs in the bucket for like a hot second. So there's probably three and a half years of songwriting just to get to Silver Chord is what I'm thinking. There it might be. Also, Kyle, did Seattle EP come out between? You're right. Wow. Yeah, I think it was in between songs. Exactly. But also, have you heard Garth Brooks' Double Live? Because like that's like 30 songs, and it's beautiful. It's all bangers. Nice. Well, Garth Brooks is a different story. <laughs> he takes exception, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to it, but I, I would if his stuff was on Spotify. Yeah. I mean, you can't trash the guy that has the most, the highest number of platinum records. Yeah, ever. Come on. Yeah. yeah. How many platinum records does Classic Crime have? Stop. <laughs> At least half the amount that Garth Brooks has. Dude, that's that's apples and kumquats, bro. Like, <laughs> all right. So, guys, I think this is gonna about do it for part A. You guys are gonna listen to some sweet, sweet ads. We're gonna take a week to listen to the Silver Chord, and we'll be back for part B. According to Kylan. Oh, all right. Nice. Hey Jammers, this is Josh here to tell you about our sponsor for today, Collide Records. Collide Records is an independent record store that has tons of great CDs and vinyl in stock. We're talking about classic crime this episode, so I'm just going to tell you that they have a solid collection of classic crime CDs and vinyl in stock, even including some items from The Vocal Few, which is Matt McDonald and his wife Christie's side project. And it extends beyond that too. Check out their new releases, check out their pre-orders tabs, and you'll see all the new stuff that they have newly in stock and on the way. Tons of great variants and other really cool CDs and vinyl that you're going to love. They got so many great releases, and what's even better is that if you go to Clyde Records and use the promo code CHURCHJAMSNOW at checkout, you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right. Go to ClydeRecords.com and enter promo code CHURCHJAMSNOW, and you'll get 20% off your first order. It's a great deal. I've used it personally, and I think you should too. Check out Collide Records, and let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Church Names Now, everybody. Hope you enjoyed those sweet, sweet ads as much as we enjoyed making them. If I sound a little different or flustered or more confused than when you last heard more southern three minutes ago, uh, I just got done moving across the country. And we took a lot of time off between part. Is this the longest time we've taken off between a part A and part B? I think so. It's almost been a month. <laughs> it's been really long. Wow. That's just a classic crime, I think. <laughs> to take that long between parts A and B, that's that's absurd. Here's the thing. I don't even remember what we talked about in part A. But Uh-oh. Ty's still here with us. I'm here. Yeah. 
He's he's go. actually been waiting the last month. He <laughs> never left the call. He never to come back. He just yeah, sat there. Opened up Zoom for the first time in a month, and it said Ty oh, Mayer's yeah. waiting. And it was weird because he didn't reach out to me or he's say like anything. He's just a beard. It's it's a whole thing. I had yeah. the Guinness Little World Record guy out here for longest on a Zoom. <laughs> for longest Zoom. Yeah. Good on you, man. Uh, I'm I'm impressed. That's funny. That's a skill. Um. Yeah, man. It's the middle of summer. You know, everyone's been moving and shaking, doing all kinds of. We don't need to. We can cut all this. Uh. Before we get into the album, does anyone have any general thoughts? Do we want to say anything? Well, I do want to piggyback on what you were saying about it's been so long since the part A of this. And uh, I did all my notes and listens through uh, a couple weeks ago and got it all ready. And I was like, you know what? I'll I'll give the album a re-listen again since it's been, you know what, a month. Uh, <laughs> but as the, the time of this recording, I am on vacation in Minnesota. And so I have not had the chance to listen to this record again within the last week or so. So I'm going off some notes that are a month old and you know, it's oh, gonna cool. be fun kind of revisiting these songs after revisiting these songs. Kind of the same. Uh, my experience was a little similar, but kind of different. Cause I did my notes like right after we did our part a, and then yeah, I had to go through moving all of my stuff and my family across the country. And I opened up my notes today, uh, a few hours ago realized in classic Highland fashion, I only wrote notes for the first half of this album <laughs> and then forgot. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I need it. But I listened to the album multiple times and listened while we were driving through like South Dakota and stuff. So I've listened to the album more than I typically would, but yeah, my notes may be a little sparse. <laughs> well, well, I feel incredibly responsible. Um, Good. Contrast, Someone needs to be because I've got, <laughs> I've got full notes all the way through, Perfect. for every song. All right, uh, um, TJ and very Ty, lyric you guys... heavy in classic fashion, but you know, we'll we'll get into it. You guys will bring the strength. You guys can take the. Someone needs to. I think Josh and I quit. We're super <laughs> unprofessional. We don't deserve to be. Yeah. Here. All right, your shims now, <laughs> TJ and Ty. Let's go. That's got a better <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> it honestly does. Are we? Should we just? Pull a Stephen Curtis Chapman, dive right in. Yeah, let's do it. You know what? But you know where the best place to dive right in sometimes is the beginning, obviously. The beginning? Yeah, no. the beginning of the so. record. Are you sure? At the I'm, end. I'm, I'm. I feel like switching it up on this one, guys. Okay. Here's track one. Explain that. So normally you guys know that I always complain about super long intro tracks, mm -hmm. but maybe it's because I'm in a different time zone. I'm a flip it. I dug this as an opening track. Good. It got me into the vibe of the record. I've been thinking about opening tracks a lot lately and how it's really important that they, regardless of their length or what they are, that they establish sort of the feeling of the rest of the record. And I feel like this does a really good job of that. Yeah, both tonally and lyrically, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty fi-fi. Good to start with the end in mind. Good transition out here. I like it. Yeah. No, I agree. I I like this song a lot. Uh, it's interesting. Matt's voice is in the right channel in the first part of the song, which I mm -hmm. thought was a little a little odd, but I like the little 
deep flangery chorus mm-hmm. kind of sound for the guitar and i think it, yeah couple... it opens up it opens up the album really nicely yeah there's a couple mm-hmm. production flares here and there like you know they sprinkle in a few things on a couple tracks i think they're playing around wait mm-hmm. who produced yeah, this yeah. record uh, Josh? michael elvis in quotes basket oh, basket that's right i just like ty saying that they sprinkled in things because it felt very aaron sprinkly no they did not <laughs> Basket took some stuff out of his basket and sprinkled it. Oh, Elvis baskets! Hey. I remember now. I'm part A is coming <laughs> back to me. Oh, yeah. Elvis baskets. So, I I do have a theory on that right channel. Okay. Choice. I I think this is a conversation that there's like a protagonist or like a you know the main character, if you will, and it's at their death, and that right channel moment is that singular voice. And and he's saying, call me a liar, call me your friend, I will let you down again. It's at the end of his life, right? The end. And the curtain's closing, and he's like, this is it, y'all. Um, but he's like reflecting, and he's saying, it's not all on me, but I, I can't admit to some like failings of mine. And then the gang vocals are like the the individual's friends or family or whatever. They're kind of like upset or disappointed. They say, how could you do this to all your believers? How could you do this to all of your friends and then it flips again and the individual responds i know this is the end mm-hmm. um uh, so i think it's like a little bit of a like you're saying it sets the tone for the album thematically with this person sitting at their deathbed almost and reflecting is on, it a Jesus on their life thing? and some regrets is it like a Who garden of, Get- of gethsemane thing i don't i don't think it's from like a I don't know. It could be. It could well, be. It says, It'd be interesting. It's like, yeah, it how could you do this to all of your, all the your believers, all your friends? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. Josh, you raised your hand like we're in class. Oh, I was just trying to block this light. Oh, here. <laughs> I thought you had something to add to the conversation. Excuse Thanks. me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'll expound more because I think this connects obviously to the next song, which I think. Yeah. So some lyrics right. on that. Sweet. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get get right into. I I like what you're saying, TJ. I like that. Do you think this is a concept album, or you think that's more of just like a concept for this song, and just more of a I vibe for? The I record? do see like a loose theme throughout the record, and so whether it was intentional or not, and that's kind of what I what you'll hear me talk about a lot as we go through this album is appreciating that there's multiple reads on the songs and the album as a whole. But for me, it does feel a little concepty. But I guess. You know, the more you listen to this podcast, the more you know TJ just loves concept albums, and he also makes concept al- albums out of records that are not that at all. Hey, so. I do too. I wrote a whole movie for the Love Drug album. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So hey, whether it's in my head, if it's head canon or true classic crime uh, canon, it's it's concepty to me. Let's find out. Sweet, Ty. Do you have anything else about the end? No, I think we did it. Sweet, we did it. I'm proud of us. All right, it's over guys, now, right? We just did the end. We did that the, was end. the end. All right. So, this has been Church Champs Now. Whole show. If you like this, there's Woo-hoo. more bonus content on patreon.com slash Church Champs Now podcast. Uh, no. Okay, here we go. Track number two, <laughs> Just a Man. Well, yeah, great transition. About that transition, yeah, right. Great transition, <laughs> and I do like, like you were saying, TJ, with the the connection of the lyrics. There, I love how, like, just how it fits into just a man. And I don't know the way I read it is, and this comes after Albatross, and so the classic crime hits, and they have their first record, and so maybe Matt's been kind of getting 
put on like a pedestal of like I'm now like now that kids are listening to our album and they're viewing me as like this person that knows all the answers and I feel like this is him I course correcting after just one record maybe I don't know of him like feeling that way and just being like I didn't want to set the record straight right now like I'm just a man I'm not like this hero of like this music saint that you're especially because this happens a lot definitely more in Christian music because you expect your musicians to like not drink not smoke not all this right. stuff and so I feel like no, at least that's my interpretation of this is him just being like, I'm just a guy. I'm just and a let's dude. now we can do the rest of the record. Right. Hmm. Yeah. He's setting the record straight and saying, Hey, I, f- I was feeling some weight, but let me clarify, like, I'm just like you, just a human. Yeah. And I I love the that it's in five in that the in those sections of the song, and then it transitions into six so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. It it good feel. It kind of like yeah, it flips your brain a little bit because you're not even feeling it being in a weird time, which I know like Kylan, you've mentioned that multiple times, um, how like if something's in a non-even time, like you sometimes it, it's like jarring or you don't you you can't quite like hook into right. it. Exactly. I, I wonder what you thought about this song, because to me, this is a great example of an uneven time signature feeling very full of flow, if you will. I didn't even notice it. That's the thing. I didn't even catch it. See? That's how fucking good it is. I knew it. It's so <laughs> yes. good. It's so I didn't it know it works until you said it. And then I'm like, oh my yeah. god. Yes. Oh my god. That is crazy. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. It does bars of five and then one of six it still in the same section to go into the next section. Yeah. So it's like seamless. I don't know. It's just well, it, it's very so smart. That brings up Okay, so a big thing for me, you know, as as someone that hasn't really listened to a lot of classic crime, what really kind of struck me on this record was just that on so many levels, a, a lot of their stuff feels very, I don't know, like one description I had was like, it it's like Pop Emery, mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I said, it's like, it's Emery for people that are really into top golf. <laughs> Like, it's like kind of like. <laughs> oh, gosh. They need that as a shit. <laughs> like, because it's got the same sort of theatrics that Emery does, uh, but it feels mm-hmm. very like calculated to be sort of quote unquote radio rock. Yes. But, this one for sure. But you juxtapose yeah. that with the like, with the technical ability of the band yeah. is way beyond what you would typically get in like a standard radio rock kind of radio rock single yep right absolutely man yeah i was just really taken by that which i think is to their credit for sure that they kind of dance that line between like art rock kind of for the time that, that this record came out and being super catchy and hooky like i i think that's an amazing place to hang out i feel like this is like one of the most classically structured songs of the record like it almost like it they wrote it to be a, a single almost right. like quick mm-hmm. intro it gets in and out there's not a long instrumental and it's pretty polished it's under three minutes yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's one of like, the shortest songs on the record that's yeah it felt song. I, yeah i felt the same way this was the most like radio song to me like even more than like their their big bop single later right. on yeah uh some technical stuff Sweet, sweet bass, man. The song has a sweet, sweet bass.
so I didn't love the guitar tone at the very, very, very beginning. But hold on, I wrote that note a long time ago, and I'm trying to remember why. The lead stuff or that that this. rhythm. Dun, 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 dun. Like before the full band comes in, yeah, it feels like because it's almost that kind of like tinny radio filter thing, but it's got some low end mm -hmm. on it. But it just, I don't know, it it feels kind of just like like uh, and overdriven pv almost <laughs> like some of that overdrive is like maybe not intentional i know it was but that's just like the feeling that i got and i think it was, it was probably more stylistic to the time but it's definitely yeah, like the weakest right. i was just gonna album, say you know it's i think like, it sounds very 2008 but yeah. like i think that was a thing that people were doing as an artistic choice yeah like right. oh yeah make it sound like overdriven but through like a radio speaker I don't think that you tone know. aged well. I don't think it's timeless. No, I don't think right. so either. It's Elvis Baskets being like, yo, I just did this on the last Puddle of Mud record, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> it sounds like a Puddle of Mud, so I get it. Um, I loved the line, wipe the cliche from my eyes. I was going to say that That's too. What I, hey, yeah. it's, so a rare, it's a rare Kylan lyrical shout out. Uh, that is one of my I'm favorite lines it. on the on the whole record. Yeah, there's some good like kind of one liners and and like quick imagery that's very evocative um, yeah. throughout this record, and that's a great example. Um, I also enjoyed the just like the picture of my faults bringing me down and it being a battle, and admitting like I'm not your saint, I'm not your savior. Kind of back to your thing, Josh, of like. He's trying to set the record straight of like, don't don't call me something I'm not, you know, like I'm, I want to kind of clear away all this all this bull crap and just be very real. Um, and I like that it's that it's the first, you know, uh, real track on the album that feels very fitting. But yeah, I, I think I don't know. I, I think uh, Matt's got some some lyric chops and I think we'll see more and more of that across the album. Also, uh, guitar wise. To your point earlier, Kylan, or as a counterpoint, rather, like the lead, the lead line, I like the tone. Yeah, of, I do too. Of, of like the lead stuff, and the lead line itself was really catchy, and it felt very present in the mix, but not in a way. And it made me think about our conversation when we covered the Great Depression and how that was really lacking a lot of lead presence, mm -hmm. um, and how across this record, I think we'll see the lead shows up and it really fits that puzzle piece yep. slot right where yep. we were missing that puzzle piece missing that in the great depression. I, I wanted to bring that up now. Cause yeah, I, 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 I don't want to keep saying it. I'm just going to say it this time. Yeah. The record is very filled down. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, I didn't write a time code, but in the bridge, y'all notice there's that one super short section that has a cello. It's just like mm -hmm. long sustained oh, notes yeah, yeah. where it goes and down low. I wanted yep. more of that so bad, but props <laughs> on the restraint because it, it, it hits so good and it really does. makes you kind of focus on that part of the song. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, no, it dude, is great. TJ, you're right. That, that, that lead guitar is perfect. Yep. This is a good song. I mean, is this anyone's hit real hard too. Is this anyone's favorite song? It's one of my favorites, but not my favorite. Okay. Not my favorite, but I love it. Yeah, it is great. That challenge. Mm -hmm. Here it is. 
Mm. Yeah. But man, I wanted so and much more. Of it. It's like it. literally like Back you get into three it. notes. You get three oh. notes of cello. That's all you get. And I'm like, but please give me more. Please, more cello, please. <laughs> but I feel like you you've been someone in the past that has mentioned that as a a good intentional choice to make. Right. Yeah, no, that's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Whole like thing props... is brevity and 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 economy. Yeah, like like I said, like props on the restraint. Like I get it and I'm like I'm right. I'm mad about it in that like I I want good more way. of it, but I'm I'm so yeah, I like I don't know if it's like the masochist <laughs> in me that yeah. I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like no no no, keep it away daddy. Thank you. <laughs> um man, speaking <laughs> of restraint. You guys should have seen these project files that Kylan was making when we were in school, man, just like nine electric guitar tracks deep at a time. It was just oh. like they know out of control. They know out of control. Josh, Josh, how many guitars do we have on Ad Memoriam? At least seven at one point. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Why not? How Maybe many at guitars? most. At most seven at why one not? point. Yeah. Yeah. Why why not? Not? The more the better. Exactly. All right. We got anything else on Just a Man? My last thing is the snare ring at the very, very end of the track is wild. Like you finally hear the tonality of the snare. You haven't heard the way the drum sounds tonally, like the whole right. track until the, the very end. Pay attention to this. You hear that that transient? Like it's very high. Yeah, I didn't catch that. It's like the snare is like wailing with Matt. He's like almost huh. like a BB, like, and it is like on key too, which is kind of cool. I don't know if they did that on purpose. What if they put like a resonator effect on it or something, or just sort of might have to match his just, just automated yeah. that EQ? Yeah, that's Elvis Baskets, mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows oh, what's up. Sprinkling <laughs> baskets of sprinkling. <laughs> Sprinkling baskets. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to track number three, Grave Digging. I was like, okay, cowbell. That cowbell, though. And I like the 80s percussion thing on the intro yeah and it comes back to later in the song i feel like in these early gang box it's very albatross yep. very hand albatross. claps hand yeah. claps gang box uh-huh come on deal. Yep. this is the most streamed song on the record at the time of this recording i was gonna say that so, i can i can tell yeah. why i i was gonna say i did have a note from track two technically but i didn't want to say everything that we always say on the opening track um <laughs> but i saved it for third song instead of the second song okay <laughs> so on volume 58 our fm static record um which actually just came out today at the time of this recording it's pretty perfect i said that trevor has one of the best voices in my opinion on tooth and, in tooth and nail history and kylan you said that matt mcdonald deserves to be in that conversation for sure and he absolutely does yep. right like he yep. really does but but what's crazy, like he has a great voice. But and like when I think of other people, like some of my other favorite singers, like Dustin Kendra, that have great mm-hmm. voices. But like Dustin's voice took a long time to develop. Like it wasn't until like Alchemy Index that he really got his rich, full, like mm-hmm. yeah, grown up. Did more than just the screaming. Quality. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but like on Visu, like he sounds like such a little baby compared uh-huh. to like what he sounds like on like Beggars or Major Minor. But it's like this is only their second record, so Matt's still super young, but his voice sounds. I'm sure it sounds like more stronger now, but it's still just as good now as it was then. I feel like, yeah, Yeah. and yeah, his his voice because, like I said, like I've listened to classic crime and I've seen them live. uh, Humble brag, Uh, but (laughs) I never like paid as much attention to his. I just know he's always had like a really strong voice. But listening to all these songs in succession, I did. You know, I, I joked about being. Emery for Top Golf fans, but his voice does sound like is reminiscent of the Emery guys quite a bit. Like he's got that kind of theatrical thing, and he's got that kind of control mm-hmm. to pretty seamlessly switch between like a you know rip your throat to shreds kind of thing, and then just a super strong kind of standard rock vocalist. But but he's also got this like natural grit that mm-hmm. somehow only shows up when it's supposed to. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of gritty vocalists like can't pull it back. They either they either have it where it belongs or also where it doesn't belong. But he knows right. how to like yeah utilize to that push grit it exactly. Right a lot of control for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of work. Anybody who's sing before uh, this is this yeah. is impressive. You know, it, it's like it really it's unreal, is. man. Um, so even though I think Classic Crime is is far from my favorite Tooth and Nail band. And I don't think he's even my quote unquote favorite vocalist. I I still I think he might be the best vocalist in in the tooth and nail roster. Yeah, if we're having that conversation, he's definitely one of the top contenders. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Like name name who else? Yeah. I don't. I Josh, don't know. who did you say in that episode? Who do who I else said? I really like. I like. Who else did we bring up? Oh man. Yeah. Well, because we were caught between like best versus like our best favorite, versus favorite. Oh, yeah. like yeah. we obviously yeah. all love cody but we wouldn't be like cody has one of the best voices right or like, aaron weiss doesn't have as far from the best voice yeah. but he's one of my yeah. favorites so that's i think something we'll have to develop as we dig into more yeah. tooth and nail bands and like put people on the mount rushmore of for sure best tooth and nail vocalist for sure but man yeah. donald's definitely the lincoln i think so <laughs> but and the outro think- was bopping. Yeah, that outro Dude, is... Yes, I was just gonna say that out- outro is like it it if it completes the song in such a fulfilling way. Cause the song has been like dance or punk the whole time, right? Well, no, it's and been like it motorhead of these like motorhead. Yes, guitar thing in the verse. Uh-huh. It's totally like gallops. Yeah. Yeah, the gallops. So good. But it's like it so comes out of left field, I feel like. Like from the rest of the record, yeah. Um, but it but works. I'm not mad about it. I'm not yeah. mad about it either, man. <laughs> yeah, because how they end with the harmonized guitars. Oh uh-huh. like, yeah, it's like yeah. you smile because you're like it's silly, but you're like it's also good. <laughs> yeah, it's also good. That's right. It's well, so I think good. that's I think that's like one of their successes as a band is like they 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 toe the line between like the serious kind of like shred town kind of jams and also being a little silly like they're winking a little bit it's pretty with melodic. any of the yeah. components they add they're like okay we know what we're doing like we're we're, we're in 80s hair metal territory a little bit but not right. too much you know just just a little dabble just i feel dabble. like it's worth bringing up because we kind of mentioned it earlier like is it a concept album it's been a little thematic so far it's a little mm-hmm. it's a little death it's a little dark there's grave digging there's an end Yep. Uh, yeah. 
I don't well, know. And does it stay true to this path? I don't know, but it's like so far we're there. We'll find out. It's a Benjamin Button concept record. Stop. Right. I'm here or for backward it. from death to yep. birth. I like that. But the uh the the I was gonna say at the beginning, the silver cord, the name of the album, that's a that's a ecclesiastical reference of of like the silver cord being the, the spinal cord. And like if it gets cut, that's like death. It's symbolic of death. So again, the death concept, the mortality, like grave digging, it's all kind of lining up. So so far, we do have a theme, gentlemen. <laughs> also, the the track reminds me of Jonesetta. Can I say that a little yeah. bit? It's like heavier, yeah, yeah. You know, but but I think it's that's got the dancey part vibes. coming out. Yeah, it's the dancey. Yeah, it's got the dancey yeah. stuff. The to hooting me, and hollering, like they do a lot of foley stuff too. Jonesetta, yeah. like in their tracks, and that feels like something that they share in common. Like right. Um, I not not to dig a horse grave but i more emery comparisons <laughs> it reminded me a lot of um emery's cover of holding out for a hero from punk goes 80s uh and i oh, think because nice. of the the vocal like the chorus melody felt very emery but it was, had all those sort of like 80s hair metal elements um, oh, yeah. that it yep. super reminded me of that i was here for it it's good driving music also, Josh, do you think this song could have been a, a B-side on Futures? Mm, with with, kinda, a, with a different vocal, obviously. I could I could kind of see that. I mean, you tone down some of like the more 80s, like the gang right. vocals and the the hooting and hollering. But possibly. It's got like right. that Futures intro kind of sound in it. Interesting. Yeah, the kind of dark rock, the dark yeah. melodic rock. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Sweet. So many touch points, you guys. I I was trying to think of something funny to say about the way that you are, but I don't have anything. So here's track four, <laughs> the way that you are. <laughs> See this, this goes again. So this, like this feels more like just tonight off futures or something like this, this feels could like be a futures, futures intro. Yeah. yeah, this could also be a futures track. It, it's it's interesting because yeah, the these first three tracks all musically are really different, but still kind of fall within that radio rock kind of thing. But it feels like they're it goes once again back to the, like the technical ability of the band, like. This obviously is right. all the same band, and it's not the kind of first record thing where you're just throwing out everything you have. At this point, you know what I mean? Like, mm. so they're in the genre of rock, but they're branching out to these little subgenres with every, like, mm. this is definitely more mm -hmm. kind of like emo yeah. pop rock. And the last one was like a little more like 80s metal and stuff. Yeah, it's just, it was really interesting. This, this felt tailor made to be a radio single. Yeah, this is the first time I think classic crime fans heard a pop song from classic crime. Like it felt like, wow, I feel the pop yeah. for the first time. Like I think it's the first track. Yep. And when you were hearing that for the first time, Ty, were you like, this is weird. You guys are going pop or you're like, I'm into this. You guys are going pop. <laughs> I think it was the first signal that they weren't going to stay the same as a uh... band. And uh I feel like through the whole discography, we go through a few a few phases here, 
and I'm kind of about it, but this was definitely like a signal that that that's about to happen, you know, but you get worried when people go a little poppy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, what does that mean? Does this mean you're selling out or you just like the pop vibe, you know? And it's like, I think it came out all right. I'm into it. And um, I mean, they still got a big halftime chorus, you know? Oh yeah, it's true. It's pretty sell their souls. Yeah. It's like, there's just, you know, just throwing homage also did did y'all all notice that weird like overblown i don't know if it's like a sub drop or what it is but like right before right into the chorus every yeah. time yes. so. it's at the beginning Ooh. and halfway through every yeah. chorus i did notice that it is yeah that's extra that, like it, just it, enough what do we think i like it it feel it feels like the perfect uh little elvis basket sprinkle Oh, yeah. I had this record <laughs> turned up all the way in my truck the first time I listened to it. And here it's like cheap speakers just hearing that bass go rattle. Truck's like, why, Ty? Why? This little, it was little the baby first blue time in the last time those speakers did that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, a lot of this track reminds me of The Wedding. Like, this could mm, be on Polarity. Yeah, yeah, I can see you that. Know, that big sure. halftime chord. Chorus, big soaring vocals, that big guitar. Like I hear I it. Know. I think, and I mean this in the best way possible lyrically, that the verses low key they could be a country song. It has that like phrasy low key storytelling oh, yeah. like thing to it. Yep, it's good. Oh man, completely okay. I gotta cover this as a country song. You do. I didn't even think yeah. about that. I will for I hear- our uh, CJN compilation album that we're going to come out with one day all right i'm gonna write that do. down so i don't go. forget there you go even yeah. like the the song thought... title works as a country song title too the way that you are you know great could see that yeah i was thinking like this was kind of like a other a, a classic other people's song that we've had a lot on our podcast but mm-hmm. this one was much more i feel like more nuanced and like a better approach because like it's right. not looking down on the characters like we often see it's like, hey, no don't crazy let Mary. tell you this is the way that you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it a comes slogan, from an encouraging guys. place. And like, I don't know. I think it's like trying to give people back some agency and advocate for them. Mm-hmm. Come alongside them as opposed to, like you said, like kind of judging them from a high horse position. Right. I come into this album pretty all love, but I tried to view it pretty a step back pretty critical i have my first criticism oh, is what oh, i'm good. trying to say here Ooh. let's hear it Ooh, yeah hear it. i'm ready for I just, it it's a simple one but i think the ending just took too long it's just a long mm. ending i'm just like this is yeah. the way this is the way this is the way it's just it kept happening and i just felt like we could have cut it down by a third or something like it was just it felt a little floaty a little laggy to me and the energy just wore out I get that. Ooh, hot take from classic crime super <laughs> fan Ty. <laughs> you won't believe what ha- what he says next. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Matt McDonald that right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's the, that's totally fair. That's a totally man. fair you know, as someone that on this show has established how I feel about when songs are too long. I, I, I'm right there with you. It does get a You've little... established the way that you are, Kyle. I've established the way... Yes, thank you. you have. Where was yeah. that? You might say you're digging ago. your own grave. Okay, yes. guys, where was all this when we started this? <laughs> I feel like it was We're all up to me. We're getting warmed I'm... up, man. Okay, yeah. You've been yeah. saving I mean, it. It's a long-ass <laughs> record, so we got plenty of time. 
<laughs> plenty of time <laughs> to get right. there. That's right. I think that's why I'm critical too, because it's a long record. Like you got to tighten up if you're going to do a long record. You know, it's like no, it's a fair critique. Yeah, I've I've got some notes on that later on in the record. For and this sure. is like the era <laughs> of records still. Like we didn't get yeah. into sing like. This is the singles era right now, 2023. Like, right. I care about records, but not everybody. You know, it's like right. back then. It's yeah. like you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, I stand. I stand by. 15 songs is 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 too long for any record. No record needs to be 15 songs. There's no Dang. reason for it. Get out of here with that nonsense. I don't uh, know. I disagree respectfully, but. You get to have that opinion because that's what I we do. do on this podcast. That's the beautiful that's, thing. That's the beauty about of this podcast. This podcast. Uh, There's so Thank much tension you, right now. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Welcome to Church Teams now. <laughs> okay, let's move on to track number five, five eight oh five. Friends, I will keep you like trophies in my heart to remember how loneliness was a faded dream unto hunt. Pretty sure this was the house number. Yes. Of either where they first rehearsed as a band or Matt's first house or something like that. I forget okay. the specific. I think it was where some of the band members lived, like Matt yeah. and maybe some of the other guys. I read. I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. So it's not just four random numbers put together. <laughs> nope. No. Okay. Well, uh, my 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 first note <laughs> or question rather uh, uh, both. This feels very circusy. And so yeah. my question is for Josh, yeah. do you hate this song? Yep. Yep. As we've established on this show, I'm how do you feel about it. circus music? Yes. <laughs> it's in my notes that the verses are the one, two, two, bum, 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 bum. And mm -hmm. I'm not crazy about that, but I can look past it for the rest of the song. Oh. Okay. Because, okay. yeah. Okay, this song hit me, and I think I I think I always wrote this song off before because of the verses. I don't like that trope for verses in music, circusy kind of stuff. But like lyrically, this one just hit me like really hard because Grim Age came out earlier this year, and I feel like this song has a lot in common with some of because a lot of Grim Age is like Matt McDonald looking back and being like. I'm older now, like I'm. We're not the band that we were when we were young and naive and 19 or whatever. And this song is like, we are this band now, but it's still looking back. So I don't, but I don't know. And this song is looking back, but it still connects to the songs that he's he wrote for the new record that are yes. looking back. And I don't know, like it made me like so nostalgic because I'm like, this yeah. is like, he's singing this now, doesn't realizing that in 15, however many years later that he's going to be writing these songs about, and like how they connect that are even more there. retrospective. Yeah. yeah. And I like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm getting old and I'm feeling this too. Like, I don't oh, know. Sure. Like, it was so like the lyrics are what really like yeah. made it, it. It gave the circusy part of it a pass for me. Lyrically. Okay. Cool. It's a banger for sure. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even back in the day, like for, I remember first or second listen thinking, man, these circus lines are weak. But TBH, <laughs> this bridge and tag makes up for everything. You can't be mad. It goes off so hard. For sure. Yeah. And and to your point earlier, Kylan, that line in the song that you mentioned that you really loved, again, like I think there's some powerful lyricism in this song. Kind of like you're talking about, Josh, that nostalgia, that retrospective stuff is really powerful. 
but he doesn't he's not overindulgent with it you know no um he's there's economy in his lyricism like he says swimming in memories and that line alone is like that paints a picture and we've all been there right where we're like feeling like we're living in the memory almost like it's water like we're like immersed in it swimming in it i love it well and tj he says i really like this line i wrote it down I've got a sneaking suspicion that hindsight only favors good vision, but I'm not one to complain mm. when it's all I dream of. Mm. So he's like recognizing, he's like, I know this is like rose colored glasses, but it's like, yes. I'm still going to like aware. look back this way about it. So it's very yeah. aware, which is yes. great. It's, and it also it. kind of ties into the whole Benjamin Button theory that we're establishing too, of like <laughs> going from the end and then you're starting to go backwards. And, you know, it's after true. grave digging, it's like, you know, you're like looking back and looking at when I was a little bit younger or uh-huh. older, uh-huh. older. No, when I digging was younger. Grave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Benjamin older? Button backwards. I got you. Right. That's the way that you are. <laughs> That's just the way that I am. Definitely. <laughs> Maybe. I just I my first note on this song was Harlequin Nightmares, Batman. Is this my chemical romance? I I said early panic at the disco, which has a similar kind of vibe. That too. Yes, very circusy. Too, but very yeah. Very or like hush panic, sound yeah. had some kind of circus very, stuff. Like vaudeville. Vaudevillian. Mm-hmm. Yes. But but I think uh, to, I think what we're all saying is that the rest of the song made up for it. Yeah. So, more than made up for it. Yep. Cool. Still weird. It is still weird. <laughs> it also feels very 2008. Of like everyone is yeah, like, let's do true. circus shit. Exactly. <laughs> you can't yep. be mad. Yeah. It's okay. Let's get vaudeville. Let's move on to the second most stream song on the record. Track number six, Salt oh. in the Snow. So, okay, I have one thing about this song. I like this song, but I liked it a lot more when it was released in 2002 by a band called Finch, and it was called What It Is to Burn. <laughs> it it so is straight up song, exactly so what it is to burn. Are you guys familiar with that song? No, play it for me. Not off the top what? of my head. Are you, I know are Finch, you guys serious? Oh, my God. It's like the I one Finch it. song. It's the one Finch song his voice so, even sounds so like I probably the dude know from the song, Finch. but not by that name. Man, I bet there's someone out there that, that my wife educate us. Me. Yeah, teach us. Oh, wait. Okay. Here you go. Although this has the same kind of intro as the last song, it does. It sounds like the same song to me. But it isn't Salt in the Snow in six. It is in six. It's got the open drum thing going, and I hear what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah. Let's see where it I goes. It seems like it's a similar chord progression, too. You can't judge off a verse. Yeah. The progression is super similar. Okay, yeah, this is... Okay, I hear wow. that. Okay. Right? You're not You're not wrong. <laughs> you, y'all just respectfully disagree. <laughs> hey, you gotta pay the bills, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you write a Finch I mean, song six years later, you know? We all know the classic crime song and not the Finch song, so I think that... That means you. something. That they got away with Ooh, it. Ooh, Josh throwing shade. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying it is very similar. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It, Man, it, I remember yeah, I see it. Matt posting his uh, like royalty check from the label. 
I oh, forget yeah. what it was. It was like it was like three hundred bucks for the month, but he shared the stat, and like they owe like a hundred and thirty grand to the label still off of like marketing costs and stuff. I mean, there's no like obviously deadline oh, to pay. For, wow. It's just paid in perpetuity or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I always thought right. about that and uh, them saying how like some of it was like unfair because they would like open for like a major headliner, but they would split marketing 50, 50 for the show and stuff like that. And man, I bet people don't right. miss those days of it. You know, people yeah. that are in that bucket, you know, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Just, just the whole, I mean, we, we've talked about this a little bit on the show, but there are definitely other better resources for more information and conversations about it, but it's just wild to me just how sort of, predatory the label system was for so many years mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'm yeah. sure there are I people mean, who had good experiences with it that it wasn't like that but for sure but it definitely but has the potential for the be. most part what it is is like yeah we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars you know you give a bunch of 19 year olds a 70 page contract where they end up owing you like six million dollars over seven years but you're like, you get $100,000 now, right. wink, wink. And it's like, it's just as bad as like giving 18-year-olds yeah. like credit cards and stuff. It's it's, it's like, a, like a, or a loan. Yeah. An unknowingly yeah. child in yeah. a fact. It's just like easy to get eaten by the machine if you're uneducated. Sure. And they're not going to educate you, you know, right, it's exactly. in their benefit. Yeah. At, obviously, you know, but. And Matt mentions being 24 at some point on this song. And even at 24, I feel like, you know, if you don't have like a a lawyer with you like to help you read through right. the, the legal yeah, you're not gonna be know. a little weird but but you know, to his credit they I, I feel like he had good a good head on his shoulders at this like for this album cycle at least so i would hope you know that they figured things out eventually <laughs> i don't know but that's you know it's definitely my hope i kind of wished that they had named their albums like adele style like matt's age <laughs> each record you know <laughs> That'd be fun. Because he does bring up his <laughs> age like a lot throughout the a years. A lot, yeah. Like it's always yeah. happening. I'm not mad about it. I think it's cool, but... He did yeah. grow old with him. He's just trying to prove he's not Benjamin Button. Yes. What that <laughs> is so for. It. Like, I am getting older, guys. I'm not Benjamin Button. Like, I know... The token. I know it feels like a Benjamin Button concept record, but it's not, y'all. But it's not. Um, quick production note, I love the radio echo vocal on Are You Listening? Like it's yes. very it feels very obvious. Feels like an obvious choice, but it's one right. of those that just works. Well, so there's I'm a lot of that on this record, it. I feel like. I think that's that's a better way to articulate the sort of when I say radio rock, that that right. is kind of what I'm getting at. It's like, yeah, that's kind of an obvious, obvious choices. Thing, but it worked, but they totally work and they work for a reason. Yep. Elvis yeah. baskets, yeah. man. And I love the lyrics. I was just gonna say, like the imagery about the human body is again like pointing us back to mortality and death and life and kind of the interconnectedness of all of that and our shared humanity. Like we're all just kind of salt in the snow. Like kind of getting down to the elemental components of like what it is to be alive and what it is to burn this planet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think he's like pointing <laughs> I mean essentially. But but he's pointing us back to like a common collective mentality as opposed to like focusing on individuality and like yeah. the kind of indiv- individual. It gives you time to think. To life. 
right here in the instrumental. Like this is a good thinking yeah. instrumental, you know? Yeah. There's the line's uh -huh. not too crazy. It's not you're just like you're feeling it. The woes pop in. It's just a little woes. extra feely, you know? I'm right. about it. Right. Like th yeah. this could very this could very much be like the epic slow-mo montage in, in in like a Jason Kadem's show, like a Friday Night Lights or something of something like yeah. big emotional, <laughs> but like you got to think about it. It's like real dramatic. Somebody got in a car crash. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and now they're at the hospital. Uh -huh. Like somebody's running through a hallway. Yeah, they should have used this and remember the Titans at the end for sure. <laughs> That's it. That's Oof, it. Much better choice. <laughs> and I like that there's like, like it's like, happy heavy moments like it's a yeah. it's a real major song but there's some like big huge guitars happening that like yeah. it's kind of heavy but it's major and happy so you're like it doesn't feel like as heavy yeah it feels i think that's why yeah. yeah it feels like it yeah. feels cinematic kind of because of that mm -hmm. i do have to tell a story that uh i was playing in a band we mostly just were like a cover band uh that we'd play like at their church and events and stuff like that and uh we were playing and we played we were covering the song assault in the snow and it starts off on guitar and i was playing guitar um and rhythm has never been a big strong suit of mine and so we started this song it's in six eight but i accidentally was not paying attention and started it in four four and so they all came in and we were like like okay he's in four four and then we were like had to we all had to like transition yes. to six oh, eight no. yes. and, oh, and oh, it, was, so I, good. it was a little rough but oh, and, uh, so they've cringe. never let me forget it so Landon, this is i was with <laughs> they went landon and cameron holsey and landon loves oh. to bring up that story so this is for you, almost landon. feel it <laughs> well, oh yeah. yeah okay it's like i looked at him and he's like oh no like what's going on here to give you a little <laughs> credit Every time I've heard this song, I'm always I always get a little bit surprised when the full band comes in and it's in six eight because that intro does feel a, mm. a little it four. Could four. work either way. Like yeah. when there when there's no when there's yeah, nothing absolutely. else except the guitar, it feels like it could be four four. Thanks, totally. Kylan. Thank you. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I totally I could, get it. I could see it. I could I, one, like one two three four one two three. Yeah. Four. Like yeah. When I'm listening mm -hmm. and not paying attention, I'm like, yeah, this this just feels like it's four four. And then the I think you're just trying to make Josh feel better. It's okay. <laughs> Don't stop him, Ty. <laughs> He's in Minnesota. Was like, I got to give him that something. Was like, <laughs> that was like like nine years ago. I've been hearing this burden ever since. <laughs> you got to clear the air, hey, man. man. You got to pull uh, an air, Newberry. Hey, clear the air. Just, just dig a grave. <laughs> dig a grave and bury that stuff, man. Dig a grave and bury it. Yeah. You know what? In the snow. That was it. the way that I was, but away. that's not the way that I am right now. I can play six eight now. <laughs> You're just a man. That's right, man. Yeah. Uh, what do you expect right. of me? What you, I'm just a man. What do you expect? <laughs> All my believers out the there <laughs> couldn't believe the I end. would play this in four four. Uh, all right, guys. Let's move on to track number seven. Oh, have we hit anyone's favorite song yet? Well, I don't. I'm not going to say this. This isn't my favorite song, but when I introduce people i mean i haven't done this forever but when i used to introduce people to the classic crime it was the next one okay oh that, that makes sense to me right. it's not my favorite Bye, but that's what All would right. happen here we go track number seven abracadavers it's like a never had time Loved the reversed whispers. So good. 
<laughs> They're so good. Does anyone know what he's saying? No, no, no idea. And that's kind of the point. Right. <laughs> it's Someone amazing. needs to drop it into Ableton real quick. I need to right? know. I know. Oh, why didn't I do that? <laughs> I think they're layered, though. Maybe, yeah. you, maybe you could. You guys, this is my favorite song. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Okay, why? Tell us why. It's pretty dang good. Oh, my God. I think it's a perfect song. Like, yeah, it it's so, like, stacked with great parts like from the reverse whispers guitar stabs at the beginning weird arpeggiated synth it feels like a very this, TJ. It's, it's got like a southern it's got a southern kind of feeling to it too like southern rock where they've like kind of dabbled in that from time mm-hmm. to time but this one feels more overtly like like the wedding like you know and it, and it goes between the like double time to the halftime um drums on the big parts. It's got some sweet, sweet bass. Like it it's short, but it's tasty. I think it's got a I don't know. It's just it's got everything. It's got everything I would want it, in a question. It bops on all marks. Yeah. The vocals, what else would you ask from Matt for the vocals no, on this I mean, one? Exactly. What else could you ask him exactly. for? Exactly. Jeez. <laughs> Nothing. He nailed it. He nailed it. I'm obsessed. So <laughs> yeah. I get I get it, man. Yeah. So on on my listen through I because I I had never heard this song and I specifically I remember I told my wife that you know I never got really into the classic crime but I guarantee you if I had heard this and when it came out this they would have been my favorite band because of this song like it's it's a little hard to connect to it hearing it for the first time now because so much of the music that I listen to from this era now just has such a nostalgia factor but it hits all those, all those, yeah. like 2005 to 2009 kind of pleasure centers in my Tropes. brain. If you were going to teach a yep. class about this stuff, you could use this as an example. For Hands, sure. Like for sure, right? Also, guys, yeah, the title. Absolutely. 10 out of 10, no notes. Abercadavers. Amazing. Like, 10 out best of 10. Title. Come it's, on. It's 100% my vibe because it's like, it's spooky and silly. And I love it, and I'm so mad that there aren't more things that use the word. Well, we talked about this in our Larry Boy episode that that is an episode title from Tales from the Crypt that you brought up. In, That's right. In the game. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tales from the Crypt knows what's up. That's so good. <laughs> I can't prove it, but I think this track had the biggest music video spend. Mm, really. It's a good it's a good music video i meant they're to like watch in, it they're in not. like a uh like a morgue and stuff and i'm not going to give it away but magic? you know you know i can't reveal <laughs> that never, at this time it's a, a morgue never reveals whether they're doing magic it's a morgue of musicians or magicians that have passed and love they're going through and and they're all benjamin buttoning that's, that's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming it's alive like in, again. <laughs> okay, here it is. Here's I'm going to spoil it. It's like Inception, but instead of going into their dreams, they're connecting to steal the secrets to their tricks from these great magicians. And mm, okay. that's the music video. Uh, and it's actually Hugh Jackman right from there. from the Prestige. <laughs> from the Prestige. Yeah, he's one of them. That makes so yeah. much sense. Yeah. Did they use it to promote the Prestige? Because because that would track. 
about yeah. the same era. Five years, five years too late. Josh, I <laughs> honestly kind of really want to steal that idea for like a short honestly, film. I like it a <laughs> lot. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It's a pretty good idea. Great idea. Uh, TJ, well, I'm glad this is kind of credit song. Matt McDonald. Yeah, kind of. And yeah, Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Yeah. And that. No, yeah, this song rules. I, it's got a southern metal breakdown at the end. Like, yeah. Does. And I think mm. as you know, in terms of sequencing, I think it comes at a great place in the yes. record. Yep. Salt in the uh, Snow is kind yep. of like very ballady. Uh, yep. Yeah, and then it goes right into right into yep. Abracadavers. It's just so high energy. There's a good follow song yeah. after that, like the intro mm-hmm. to the next song. After, like it all flowed good. They did it right. Yeah, the sequencing is pretty great. Yeah, um, this was yeah, one I, I don't never know. Is really. This anybody else's favorite? No, TJ. I was gonna say this was one that I never really paid attention to before. Like I feel like I've heard it a couple times more than just like when I listened to the record a little bit, and nothing other than a couple songs from this grabbed me. But I was like. Okay, there's a good reason why. Like, this is a really popular streaming song, and why? Yeah. Like, it's I don't know. I I really loved it. This makes it feel like it was worth being a classic crime fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. I love good, it, man. That's rad. I'm glad. Like, it was not for anything in vain. We got Abercrombie right. out of it. Yeah, yeah. We got you, you got a little worried with the way that you are, and then they they hit you with Abercrombie's. <laughs> It all came back. Legends. Came back around. <laughs> well, after that, just blasting through that, I feel like we need we need to just relax a little bit, get some R and R. What do y'all think? R and R. Sounds yeah. great. Cool. Let's move on to track Let's number eight. R and R. When you chose to live without on foreign shores, you fight or die. Life's I'll say the idea of R&R sounds great, but the sound of this song, maybe not so much to me. When he said cigarette, I'm just going to read verbatim what I wrote down. Okay. Reminds me (laughs) of those Dallas cops that would always stop Kylan for smoking a doobie when he's really just a long cig fellow. Yeah, I used to get pulled over a lot because I rolled my own cigarettes. Ty, you yeah, just got all. You got. You got. You have. You have too much dirt on me, man. We we can't have I you have. back on the podcast. No, no, no. He's coming back <laughs> the next week. Well, I, I actually, he, he never left the back. Zoom. I don't think he's yeah, ever going to I think he'll just be back. I hope there's a part he's a guest C in perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ty's going to stay TJ. until we do part part Z. Yeah, stay you should bring me on for some some bonus records. Yeah, perfect. Um, I thought it was an interesting choice that the full band didn't come in till the end of the first line in verse two. That was like a weird yeah place. Yeah, I like it because it's unexpected. Um, right. You know, it's I feel like it's a one trick pony. Like if they did it again, it would feel a for sure. Broke. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's a cool thing to introduce this deep in the record. I have a question: Is the BPM too slow? It's a little slow. I think so. I mean, it's good writing. It's just, man, this song just drags a little bit to I would, me. It's I just... would 100% cut this song from the record. Well, mm. and I, I think that, like, the tempo or, like, the the way that it ebbs and flows, like, I think it's placed very good in the record. But, yeah, I think it drags just a little yeah. too much for me. 
I wanted because you're coming off the adrenaline high of Abracadavers. I could have done with another because Salt in the Snow is that big kind of slow thing. I wanted just just one more song of the Abracadavers energy. That's high up, before yeah. you kind of dipped it because you you like you get that high and then you're immediately dropped back down to like yeah oh okay all, all right like so not that chill. this is a road tripping album but i imagine when kylan was listening to this on his road trip on his country move that when this track came on he was like geez i need yep. a coffee right now <laughs> yep. Yep. that was very much true i feel it died yeah it just that was know, uh that was the one note i had on this song <laughs> i already gave up my, my one note was it was interesting when the band came in <laughs> I like the drum performance on this one. I'll say that. I think the 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 tempo that it's at allows for some interesting drum work um, that you probably wouldn't see as cleanly performed if it was any faster. Not to you know, not to besmirch the ability of the right. drummer, but there's there's something to that where when you give a drummer space in a slower kind of ballad, you mm-hmm. give them the opportunity to really show up and do interesting things. Right. And I really appreciated that about this one. In addition to like the bass walking that's happening at the outro, like there, when you space things out, you give the musicians an opportunity to kind of show up and, and flex their chops a little bit, but not to say they couldn't have done it at a quicker BPM or, or right. shorten the song a little bit. There's, you know, yeah. there's obviously wiggle room there, but that's what I like about this one is that it lets the musicians show up and, and kind of do their thing a little bit. I love that. Yeah, I still just I I still just think it came in a weird place in the record. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember how track nine starts because I think that would inform how I feel about where it's placed in the record. Well, let's um, find out, guys. Where they right now? Great track idea. number nine, God and Drugs. Wait no longer. I scrape the glass for crumbs and ask the mirror for some truth. I loaded my... Yeah, it's still kind of sleepy. That could work, though, I think. Maybe you can bring it down a little bit because then it yeah. comes back up again. I agree. Yeah. Guys, this song I referenced earlier in part A, you may remember, may not, it was about a month ago, that <laughs> I felt like this record followed up on some stuff from Albatross, like some unanswered questions. I feel like right. this one answered a little bit of it lyrically. Mm. And Let's uh, hear it, Ty. I didn't do a good job writing the notes on how it answered the questions. Um, but... <laughs> Just that it did. <laughs> uh, Ty, you're fitting right in with the CJ anchor. I don't, I don't know if it's what. We All Look Elsewhere or what it was. There's one where he's like low-key, like it's a little lost. It's a little like drug metaphor. And then, yeah. I don't know. I feel like this one connected. And I remember feeling like, Wow, this connects and the chorus rips like you know it's just like yeah banger chorus right yeah, i don't know yeah so so i did have a question so because he talks about drugs a lot uh did he used to do drugs i don't think it's confirmed but i think he alluded i followed him yeah very avidly for right. like more than at least 10 or 12 years i mean there's definitely drug use in the band early for sure. I don't know if it okay. continued. Right, right. But because I just I feel like there were a lot of references to it. There's a bunch in, in in a way that I couldn't tell if it was like based on genuine experience. I want to pause. Okay. I'm not about these OOs. 
I'm not either. They're way too long. There's way <laughs> too many of them. That's my other note on this song. There's way too Support many of that. them. Support that. Support that. This song could be cut in half. That's it. You, you can go back. If you, if you cut out half of the OOs. I love I just cut Kyla off. <laughs> that's fine. He's like, I have so passionate he is about the O's. Out. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, it, Ty. Great. Sorry, energy. bud. No, you're fine. I... Okay, here's what I was saying. Uh, yeah, the OOs were the worst part of the song. But uh, so I couldn't tell with his, his drug references specifically if it was if it came from a from a genuine place of experience, or because to me some of it felt kind of personal and some of it felt kind of hokey, like kind of very referency, very Christian, like after school special kind of like don't do drugs they're really bad for you because this person ended up in the gutter i don't know there's like something that felt a little forced but i don't know if that's just working within the I confines mean, of you get of the you... type of songwriter that he is so i don't i don't know i yeah. and so i'm i'm asking this question but it's kind of just a rhetorical question i feel like without knowing even if he wasn't in any active use I mean, the circles and tours he were on, they were on. I mean, right, clearly yeah, yeah. it was it was going down. Right. I mean, you know, it's like warp tour. Well, How many drugs? How many yeah. drugs? At you know, least it's just four. at least four. <laughs> at least four? Four drugs. At least. Count them. One, two, three, four. Um, no, and I think I think to to the point I made earlier about the the, the, a lot of these songs and the record as a whole working on a lot of different levels I think it doesn't really or I'll say for me it doesn't really matter um, I can read it either way I can read it as lived experience that's literal or I can read it as maybe a metaphor for God like maybe the idea is God and drugs as one and the same as God is my drug or drugs are my God um, kind of utilizing both meanings at the same time I mean even like the the you won't go away every hit is just a taste something scares me in this place i self-destruct for days mm. you won't go away but every hit is just a taste of all the things i need to face but it's also fake you could you could literally apply that to either one and it, and it kind of works and so i i love that lyricism the fact that that there's a there's multiple sides to this um or multiple reads potentially and again it's talking about mortality right you're so you, smart. Kyle's just shaking his head You're so here. smart. And I love listening to you talk about these things because I don't know about that. No, for I real, man. That, take buddy. the take the compliment. Like that was that was yeah. a take it, really take salient it. point. And I very much appreciated listening it's a to good it. Take. It was something that yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel enlightened. Yeah, I do. right. <laughs> I mean, and even following it up with the next track. Hold on, hold on. I gotta cut you off. How did you feel about the OOs? Tell me. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, I actually have a thought about that. I was going to say it earlier, but um, but I'll I'll say it now. I think this one sounds the most Emory. And I think that part, case in point, that sounds like such an Emory thing. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, studying oh, politics. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that is so like. And make a good ringtone. It could. And that's true. Yeah. And Let's and the it. mathy part at 111. There's like that math that that's so Emory. Like the song is an Emory song. For sure. About God and drugs. About God and drugs. I like I like that idea. I think Stephen Christian from Amberlynn saw this song and was like, 
I like this title. I think it needs something else. <laughs> because what could we add? What else could we add? Uh, and then in 2012 on their album Vital, he, he got drugs and sex. That's, that's what it needed. Yeah, that's what yep, it there needed. There it is. And then and then Pete Holmes took it a step further and he wrote a book called Comedy Sex God. Sex God, yeah. He threw comedy in. He took away drugs. And took away the drugs. Like, we don't need the drugs. Kept the sex, kept the God. But Classic Crime had already done this with Emery's I'm Only a Man. And it's like, well, we don't need all those extra words. How about just a man? Just a man. Simplify it. They're all just stealing from each other. Yeah, Yeah, they are. That's all that's happening. (laughs) Art is stealing, guys. Um, It is. It is. Good art is steal. Unpopular opinion, maybe. This next track... I think is the track of the record. It's my favorite. Oh, okay. I think, I think, man. Okay. Here's my force of nature. Wait, wait, wait. Track 10 wait, is your wait. favorite? 10. What's coming up right okay, here? Medicine. All right, well, let's listen to it oh, and yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, you get to it. Oh, well, you didn't say what the name of the song was. Oh, Medicine. Track 10, Med- Medicine. Stin. Ty, before before you go on your rant, I want to just say that this is the least streamed song on the record. No way. Is it, it really? Is. It is. Interesting. That's so, very interesting. This. Please, yeah, sir. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Uh hold on. Let me let me grab the soapbox. <laughs> okay. Oh. There you go, bud. Ty. Soapbox is all yours. Please explain when this is your favorite song on the record. Man, it's just it's just perfect to me. It has such a distinct tone. There's such a timbre to it. There's just, I mean, we got these lyrics going. Come on, hear that? These verses are clutch. There's no filler verses here. These are the verses of your dreams. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? A favorite what? They all just slap. The verses? Verse. I don't I have, have a favorite, favorite verse. But this chorus, hear it. It's so big it's so Huge. big and for how Massive. reserved the drums were mostly it's just crazy what happens like this right here Explodes. Boom, boom. you feel it you know what the song yeah. is about he doesn't even you you don't have to know english to know what the song is about it's just well, like and then in the it's a mood right before that i know there's more to life than slavery he's singing the how long how long which he also did in r and r right he he asks that question. Uh, I think he does. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. Hold on, let me look yeah, up the lyrics. It's a refrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chorus of R and R. How long? How long will we be desperately alone? How long? How long? The guitar tone on this one is outrageous. It's the best on the whole record to me. Ty, I will say I have a favorite verse. Okay. If I Hit may me. share it with the class. Yeah. Give it, it to us. It's verse two, where Matt says, "Oh no, no, I'll never yes. listen or do what I'm told." At twenty-four again. You think I'd hold my age. speech. Instead, I'll mix you a cocktail, some truth and some slander, yeah. and never practice what, what I preach. Yeah. That's great. I didn't yeah. even think about favorites, but if I had to, you got to, you know? That's so good. 
the the idea of mixing a cocktail and truth and slander like mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. some truth some slander put it in there throw it in there with some bitters yeah and what do we think like, about the the spelling of this i oh, get I it, it. <laughs> like i see what you did yeah. there it's very on the nose but i kind of love it again it's the obvious <laughs> choice that works uh is he is he the and most giant chorus with the guitar medleys yeah Oh, the Meadleys are great. The Meadleys. Yeah. Except for like the end of grave digging, probably. Yeah. I but think as it far is as how open or how long, probably, yeah. For the whole song, this is he's the most screamy, which is Yeah, you're right. Which is interesting because it it based on where it is in the record and some of the production, it feels like kind of low key. I mean, as as Josh stated, it's the least streamed song, which is wild. I think and I think it kind of mm-hmm. suffers in terms of the amount of people listening to it uh, from its placement on the record. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, it's my favorite. You just got too if, many bangers, I guess. If you took me to Disney World <laughs> and this was a ride, I'd want to go on it first and last. <laughs> and middle. And middle. <laughs> I also really love the arrhythmic hat snare pattern mm-hmm. that's happening. Anytime the song drops down, it's where it starts, right. it's where it ends. It's again one of those like very heady drum patterns that mm-hmm. doesn't feel too complex to like throw you out of the song you can right. still groove yeah man it, i didn't know it is I, like a little i know weird. you you brought it up in r and r tg and i didn't comment on it then but yeah their drummer is really solid on this record mm-hmm. massive yeah. does a really good job of just staying in the pocket and knowing when to get big and when to get complicated mm-hmm. and when to stay simple uh which Mm-hmm. you know that's to me that's the hardest thing like that's more of the sign of a good drummer is like knowing the restraint there was a lot of lack of control in this era among bands specifically drummers yeah. too. drummers right? drummers that's what i meant yeah <laughs> like, you, like you have a yeah. lot of showy drummers like you have nate yeah. from Anne Berlin, mm-hmm. you have aaron gillespie they're an incredible drummers like oh, don't yeah. get me wrong amazing but there is something to be said for knowing what serves the song. Yeah, correct. When to do what and yeah. how. So yeah, yeah I think these are songs. You know, it's like. Also, I do have a, I have a a little context from Matt himself about this song. If we want to go there, cool. I Matt would from love memory. that. Yeah, Matt from yeah, Matt Carter <laughs> talking yeah, yeah. about <laughs> talking about this song. They are good buds, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, there's an interview with uh, Matt McDonald because I was I was curious, so I went down the rabbit hole, and he talks about it a little bit, and he says there's a couple songs that are about addiction or about using a substance to escape, which could be really anything, like maybe not just a substance or, you know, a drug, but like an experience or whatever. Uh, but this ex- uh, specifically talks about drinking and as an escape from truly living, because truly living to your full capacity is kind of terrifying because of the sacrifices you need to make. It's kind of about that. It's kind of about a longing for something more than just day-to-day life and the ups and downs and a longing, I think, and is is in everybody's heart as humans for a higher power or some sort of sense of what's going on because nobody really knows. So that's what the song's about, which I really like. I think that's like such a humanizing quote from him Mm. about like, you know, regardless of like where you find that or what that looks like, um, or what your your medicine is, or your drug, or God, or whatever that looks like. Like, I I think it's I think it speaks to how uh, relevant and personal this this album kind of is. Like, yeah, it's speaking about mortality, 
speaking about humanity and it's very confessional in a lot of moments yeah as well that's yeah, I, don't know. I thought that was some cool a lot of humanity nah, tones no. like the nature of man type vibe yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of that in here which is so that, great that seems to be a, a thing like that stuff. uh yeah once again not with tons of context but like i said i did listen to grim age a lot when it came out and that just seemed to be something that is on matt mcdonald's mind quite a bit well if you look at yeah. the culture of seattle at that time like i don't know i know he went to church like at least a little bit in this time i saw him post on ig with his wife and stuff um i don't know like anything the church was about but like you definitely know like those seattle undertones of like what driscoll and them were doing at that era it's like very, well i think like, he was nature of man i think he and, was a worship leader at one of the martel campuses for a time yeah. at least yeah and then i forget where he went out i don't know but you know you could feel like some of those like just questioning those things like what did they mean and like how does it how does it how do i realize that and i think you feel all that in there like there's like you can make those connections oh yeah you stringed it on a board or something you know yeah there's a lot of questioning and critique of like systems and structures throughout the album as well um, which I think is also something that we all do as individuals because we're all part of different communities or systems and we're always kind of analyzing them or, or asking questions about how we relate to them. And that kind of shows up yeah, throughout the sure. as well. It makes sense to get that background context too. That's, that's It does. That's the good stuff. Mm. No, <laughs> thanks for, yeah, TJ. Uh, I can't remember what episode it was I was listening to where we talked about this where I think you started to feel a little self-conscious when you go into these like deeper things because we all get quiet and it's not because we don't want to engage it's just like we're like no it's like like i forget to engage in like a podcast capacity because i'm just engaged i'm just like listening i'm like oh yeah that's like really (laughs) i'm just like sitting here like processing everything that you're saying you're like i'm like oh man yeah that's that's yeah yeah that's really smart yeah that's yeah, that makes sense. What a I treasure. Like so so I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry Thanks, for not bud. engaging verbally, but I'm letting you know that I'm I'm engaging mentally with what you're saying and emotionally. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I was digging Did my grave, out. but I'm I'm getting up out of my grave. Um oh, yeah. well, I feel like we dipped in life. energy. So now it's time to make the ascent. Ooh. The ascent. Oh let's do it. Ty, I have some uh, stats for you. Um, your favorite song was the least streamed song on the record. Uh, the Ascent is has some surprisingly high streams for being a <laughs> instrumental. It is the second most streamed song on the second half of the record. No so, way! It must be on a playlist. Is, it's on a it's, playlist it's or something, like, right? It has it's gotta to be. be. It's got like it's almost eighty thousand streams more than Medicine. This <laughs> <laughs> little instrumental. It's really That's good. Wild that this was the instrumental because I listened to this record twice on two plane rides and this was the only song that was corrupt. So I did not <laughs> listen to it before this. Oh, I have man. no preconceived thoughts. Well, that's okay. Oh. Like, I, I don't know. You guys know I love an Ebo. I'm here for the Ebo. Besides that, yes. why is it on this record? It, this record's wait, already wait, 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 wait. so... What? I want to talk about the fact that Ty didn't let it doesn't have a streaming service (laughs) what you just said (laughs) is that what i'm gathering no 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 i just downloaded it for a flight so i didn't have internet access on said flight 
but it, uh, okay. it didn't download but for the, some when reason. it downloaded this one we got corrupt or whatever yes for? yes okay yes i thought you were like when i ripped my cd in 2008 <laughs> you were still listening to that copy and you never bothered to re-rip or to get a fixed version of this <laughs> okay all right i just wanted to clear I, that out. i have heard this song a many a time okay. all right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were yeah. about to take your classic crime fan card away. Yeah, 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 yeah. baby. <laughs> Just rip that it. That's one instrumental. That's all it takes on CJN. No. One corrupt file. Yeah. Done. This this didn't out. belong here. We didn't need this. No. This just needed to. It was. So what was I, it's okay. I have one argument for it. I have one argument, and it's not even that strong. But I but I like it in my in my headcanon concept album. Mm-hmm. So it is it is one of three songs with the exception of the way that you are, which I'm not counting, but it is one of three songs that start with the word the and one and also have one other word. So there's the end, there is the ascent, and then there is the beginning that we'll get to. The ascent, I think, is like a, a sort of, it's a moment in the album and it's like a pause. It's to the concept, right? It's It's where the person that, has been on their deathbed and is like kind of apologizing and reflecting and asking questions and trying to make sense of it all. They're finally coming to a place of peace and there's no words, you know, like peace that passes surpasses understanding. You don't need words. It's not mental. It's more like on a soul level. So Hmm. the ascent is just kind of like that place of peace before the final ending of this. Right. See, so I, I dig that on an intellectual level on a practical yeah. level of an album that's almost an hour long <laughs> totally i don't think it's necessary i agree yeah, i agree well okay that's I'm the doing one. I, I like that take i like yeah, that take, and that makes sense and that makes it sense does. on on a conceptual yeah. level mm-hmm. i think on a practical mm-hmm. level i think it needs to be cut i want to verify your concept level because i i didn't hear 11 i went straight from medicine to whatever 12 is and i was going to share this on the last track but i'll share it now i think there's an argument that we could have just ended the album with medicine it could have just ended and and i'm not saying if i was the producer i would have there's some stuff coming up i would have cut 100 but it would have been a worth the conversation do we just end it there i think it would have been worth at least talking about am i glad i have these other songs to look back out especially that i'm older i'm nostalgic sure but right. i think it's i think there's an argument for it at least just to put it out there for well, like, oh, there's absolutely an argument to be made in 2023 mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know that that same argument would be heard by anyone in the industry in 2008 i don't think anyone would listen to that yeah yeah at least so but for for all of us right now yeah i could totally get done with that I can see fair. That. It's fair. And I agree. Right. The hot take. Hot take. I know, but I'm so here for that. that. You brought us. You want to cut off a four songs from this record <laughs> that you picked. No. There's there's one that it's I think is worth movie. cutting for yeah. sure. Um, right. But uh, I'll be honest. When it's, we get there. it's the next song. I would have oh, cut okay. it. Okay. All right. It didn't need to be on here. Well, here it didn't need Track to be 12, on here. Sing. Let's let's get into it.
but I will say his vocals are pretty fire. I don't know what song Matt was talking about, but I did hear him say one time on the early records, he went so hard in the demos and it was kind of hard to reproduce that vocal magic once it came time to record the real deal. And he felt so much pressure. Mm. And I just, I always think of the context of that when listening to this album and the other ones and like, was there something he had kind of cooking that didn't, didn't make it? Or I just always wondered what that meant. I'm sure he's so critical. He has good taste yeah, vocally, you know, but I was going to say that's bonkers to me because the vocal performances across this album are incredible. They're incredible. So, like, I can't this one. what the demo sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But but he's like, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The most 2008 thing is on this song that does not age well, completely yes. ruins it. And that is yes. the auto-tune in verse <laughs> yes. two. I was going to ask, that's at 105. That's at 105 right if we want to jump there. Is this right like here. 18 it, months it, after <laughs> T-Pain? This is this Fireflies was big on the radio. Oh, so like, yeah. yeah. This is the same year that uh, Attack Attack, their first big album, came yes. out. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, we listened to that a lot, Kylan. We did. Yeah, but <laughs> man, that auto-tune does not. That specific kind of auto-tune just does not. Kills it. And, it. and specifically for someone with his kind of vocal performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, why would you cover up this beautiful like portrait with a curtain that's like yeah. molding? Someone was listening for the first time in their car, heard this track come on, pressed eject on the CD and threw it out the window. Like that person was almost done. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, thank God it's short. Yes. Because uh, that that just, it kind of ruined the yeah. whole song for me. Which it's already, uh, like you said, like I think it's a weaker song. I think it's 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 another one of those, similar to the way that you are, like it's very straightforward, like yeah. first chorus, first chorus, like very packaged. Like this for is radio. so cheery and like what's happening? You know, I don't, right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I my notes for this were the auto tune, and then my first note was cut this. Not even yep. an interesting song title. Yeah. Sing, correct. Like that's all you have to artistically say as uh-huh. the song title. I'm a big song title right. guy, but like just putting sing. <laughs> And then he's singing about, I will sing. I have a weird problem about that. There's a lot of worship music sometimes where you're like singing about singing. You're like, you're not even, it's not even worship. You're just talking about what you will be doing. Yeah, it's like, like bad meta. Yeah. yeah meta so in a true. bad way. Yeah. So right, I'm like, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. So I was not a fan of this yeah. song. I No, this is such a, a vain thing to bring up, but we're here. So I have to commit. Speaking of T-Pain and auto-tune, <laughs> one time Kyla needed to use my laptop for something, and when I got it back, the full T-Pain discography was in my iTunes library. <laughs> and, That's funny, uh, I don't remember that. We listened to Cyclone so many times. Hell yeah, dude. I just, oh, I just yeah. Man. That's all the value I have to offer. <laughs> um, so, no, I love that you brought that up because that uh, contextualizes uh, Kylan shitting on the autotune section of this song <laughs> in such an interesting way in that Kylan is a multi-layered, multifaceted cinnamon, cinnamon roll of a man. Well, I like, mm. that's the thing. I like autotune. I like that effect Yeah, in, within right. specific genres and sounds. And the fact that, you know, we talked about like, like the cello in the one song. Right. Or like 
you know, they're like all these little moments that that this is the one that just didn't work for me. Yeah, it was a swing, right? It was a big swing. But so for the listeners, I hope that that story just contextualized that I've always been a little bit of a chaos goblin. (laughs) 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 That's just kind of that's why I like that you brought it up, Ty. Chaos. It's honestly very on brand for Kylan. Just yeah, like, it is. oh, I now have all T Pain's catalog. In my... <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the auto tune in the sense that it was just like something that woke my ear up, not sort of from an objective m- musical perspective of like, this is great, but just like, oh, that's different. Yeah, it was um, the only but, other interesting thing I had to note on this song. Right. Well, and what what redeemed what redeemed that big choice if we will that didn't land so much is like the queen vocals later there's like that moment i think it's mm-hmm. i might have had a time code for that 218 218 there's like there's like one stacked vocal section yeah sounds just like queen and i thought that was cool i thought it was too happy i didn't vibe and it's phased what? it's phased to oblivion but like right it's cool and i like happy songs so that's probably why it worked for me but I totally agree with the rest of y'all's critiques about it just being well, kind of. I guess we had that instrumental and we entered a new era. I mean, yeah, I was mm. I was going to bring this up on the next song too because it's got some happy, but this record's kind of like low key bipolar. Like it starts so dark and yeah. death, and then yeah, it's, it's like, well, here's here's let's thing. get it popping. You know, it's just when right. the ascent happened. Yeah. I think it like cuts up the record because there's it ends with four very happy songs and yeah. preceding the end is four very minor right kind of like melancholy like depressing a little bit songs mm-hmm. so i think and then there's there's like five songs that precede it i guess technically if you don't count the end so yeah. it wasn't like a perfect four 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 thing but like i did notice i was like there's interesting that there's four major songs Descent and four minor songs so honestly i'm getting that- a lot more perspective now that i have heard the ascent and I remember that it's an instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> like sort of devalidating some of my notes a little bit. I get it. I get it. It does feel a little shocking based on what like the beginning of the record is. But it like, does they, make sense yeah, like with TJ's like conceptual yeah. thing and the fact right. that it's based on the story of Benjamin Button. It makes sense that it ends up getting happier. Yeah, of course. Here's a theory. Here's a theory. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to ha- do this at the end. And then they wanted to make the they first 10 or 11 record. songs. And then the record label was like, the label. Yeah, it's the maybe label's not. Fault. And then their compromise was, what if we do a concept album and it kind of ends <laughs> in a third act and like we can get these happy poppy singles out for right. them? Maybe this could have been what happened. I could see Maybe that. there was a lot of tension. Could have been. I could Maybe see not. Even if it wasn't, if this was their plan, I still respect it. It's a respectable approach. It's For just, sure. uh, um, yeah. Anyways. Ty, that take was everything. Here's track number 13. I everything. My only note for this was, man, their drummer's great. The That's chorus is pretty far. This song? <laughs> wow. I told you Dude, I forgot. I, the... I, I, in classic oh, Island true. fashion, this is a long I have the most notes record. on this song. <laughs> I, really, I started. I do. Okay, hit me. My first note 
is uh, this is Matt's response to John Mayer's Wonderland. Yep, exactly. Not just a Wonderland. Everything. Am I right? Right. Everything. Everything. Exactly. More than a Wonderland. Yep. Yeah. Oof. Now I have a lot on this song. It's I don't know if anyone if anyone has. I will say I think this is my favorite chorus on the record. Like it's pretty good. It's so good. Even though he does rhyme fire and desire, which I will always call out. Um, It's a little crazy. Yes. Um, And there's some other, but I I love how it just comes in with the throw of caution to the wind and it's huge. So yeah, I think it's my favorite chorus on the record. Free spirit. I like it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I did find a quote from maybe the interview that you referenced earlier, TJ, from Jesus Trick Hideout. Okay. Where uh, they were asking about, or John said, everything feels like a really intimate and personal song. Do you have any? Re- did you have any reservations about putting it on the record? To which Matt says, um, "I did. I mean, a lot of the guys didn't want it on the record because it's pretty blatantly about wanting someone's body. But I think it's tasteful <laughs> enough. I mean, I'm a married man, so my wife wanted it on the record. So, and then he goes on to talk a little bit about that. But I was like, okay." I, that makes sense at least because it's a very yeah. like very blatant song. Right. And I was like, I was surprised that this wasn't more of like a controversial song because like for it to be like on the shelves of Family Christian Bookstore back in the day or something. Right. So yeah, this one, this one stood out. Like this one feels like a little different, a little just something else is happening. Not in a bad way. It's just it felt a little more random in that sense that you know it didn't fit in. It does fit in tonally, but it doesn't fit in with the rest of it, like culture wise with the lyrics. And yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder if like, I don't know. I just think it's so fascinating that there was some pushback or some like hesitance from the other band members about like, well, this shouldn't be on the album or whoever, because it's like, is that just like weird vestigial remnants of like purity culture? They're married. Like, it's like, just write a love yeah. song, man. It's it's fine. Like <laughs> you're on tour. Like we get it. We, we're right. all, we all understand. Like, why was there put? It's like so strange. It's really not graphic. No, no. I don't know. I I never felt weird about it. it Unless unless he's not talking about her face cheeks. Stop. (laughs) Oh my God. Man, there's other cheeks on the body. When they said body, (laughs) I couldn't help but think about Kylan and the time that he was at the bank. When you when you were at the here we go, Ty. Come on, I, oh, I, I, how do you remember about have a laugh attack? About when you heard attack. your body's everything, Ooh. you immediately thought, you thought I need to me. reserve. Oh, thank you. I have to That's reserve myself. I'm about to blow out people's ears. Okay, when Kylan was at the bank and that male, that, that oh my god, no, we we can't the recruiter, save it for the Patreon. Listen, no, no, we can, this can't go no, out into the universe. No, listen, listen, people need to know, okay. <laughs> A recruiter. I need to know. I definitely need to know. Came up to Kyla and inquired if he would be interested in being a male escort Mm -hmm. because the physique was just right or something. That's all I have. Yeah. No, I went. Your body was everything. I went. (laughs) I went. Recruiter threw caution to the wind, Kylan. (laughs) I was trying. I was broke and I was trying to get my overdraft fees taken off. And I got propositioned by a bank employee. And I didn't know at the time that that's something you could like report. An employee? Uh, Yeah, dude. Yes. He was a a branch manager of a bank. 
Yeti. Whoa. That, I have lots of stories. That has happened to me multiple times in my life. Because, uh, guys, <sighs> my body's <laughs> everything. It really it's, is. It's everything, man. Oh, thanks for bringing up that traumatic memory, Ty. I appreciate that. Yeah, I sometimes love I'll just be driving down the road and that'll <laughs> pop in my head. Just... You know what? I, we, we can cut it, but I have it. I have a story about you that I also just often think about and it just will randomly crack me up. Uh, Ty told me a story one time. Uh, he was driving with his little brother uh, down like a highway and he kept saying yeah. from Toy Story, there's a snake in my boot that, that Woody says. How do you remember and, this? And was just being sure. silly and got to the point where he was like screaming it. <laughs> Uh, to a point where he got pulled over by a state trooper because someone saw him and thought he was like verbally abusing uh, his little brother and thought it was like a domestic violence situation because he kept oh, repeatedly screaming, oh, no. there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> I will just randomly be driving and like with my family and I'll just, we'll be, it'll be really quiet for like an hour and I'll just go... <laughs> Oh, snake in my boot. <laughs> Stop. 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 Then it escalates. Oh. It's, it's very funny. Snake in it? my yeah. boot. <laughs> um. Yeah, that story oh, was man. better than this song. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a great wow. story. It it's a great, great story, no, I but I know it is better than the last song. It's better than the last song. I I do like the song a lot. Josh, have we yeah. hit your favorite song? This is this. You said this was your favorite chorus. But... Okay, okay, wait, wait. We haven't hit your favorite song or my favorite song yet, right? Correct, correct. Dang it, they're the same song. <laughs> I don't know. Same song. This I has happened it. before, though. This has happened before, no, and I always ruin it. It's true. It's true. It's don't true. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. All right. I won't. I just want to say kind of. I before, think I know. I, I was gonna say this record is so long, Kylan. I don't feel like we're ever going to reach the end. Guess what, mm. Josh? The end is closer than you think. Oh, that's great news. Here's track number 14, <laughs> Closer Than We Think. What's it going to take for me? All my hands and knees while all the poets fill pages. I like the verses. It's not a bad song. But it doesn't get me going either. I think I'm right. neutral. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Yeah. This re this record does. I feel like partly because it's so long, and partly because this last sort of like this last chunk just feels so different from the rest of from the beginning of the record. I'm disconnected. Yeah, it kind of loses me. I would have ended it at medicine. Yeah. So I like the back half of this song a lot. The beginning didn't grab me. It's just kind of, it feels like a super straightforward mid-tempo ballad kind of thing. You know, the chorus is pretty standard. There's nothing that jumps out at me about That's it. That's what it is. I think the chorus is just basic. Yeah, and, it really is. And there's so many, oh, such strong choruses in this record that when you get to a standard one, I it just falls short. I'm not in it. Yeah, it didn't hit as hard. I think it was like the bridge at like, 232 or something that from there on i'm like all about the song because mm. i've heard the chorus enough and i'm like okay i get the chorus i appreciate it they start doing some interesting things mm -hmm. so the song kind of develops and becomes a little more complex and intricate at that point but yeah it's like the first two, it's like instead of shortening the song like we always talk about like cutting out the back chorus or the the 
third chorus or whatever it is, it's like, cut the first two minutes. Yep. <laughs> Start the song at the bridge almost. Yeah. Which would be although, an interesting choice. Although I do, I do like the line, we will walk through the valley of the shadow of the boring and burn it yeah. all. It's pretty yep. good. I wrote that down. That is a great line. Gosh, we're on the same page, man. Yeah. I think we are on we the same are. page on this record. I think we are. I think we are. Yeah, I I have some notes on this song that are just kind of... I'll get to them later, but I'm realizing I have a note that would have been from Matt from the same interview that I should have talked about earlier in this episode to give some more context, but I do want to include it, so I apologize for not including it earlier. We just had a lot to talk about. There's a lot of songs. But Matt was talking about how the production process was way different for this record this time around, that they didn't use any click tracks or quantizing. We didn't use any borrowed samples. A lot of the stuff we played live in a live room, so it gives a kind of ebb and flow rhythmically, and it hasn't been doctored and kind of put to a grid, so to speak. So it's kind of like us playing live a little bit, and we like that sound. We like that the energy Mm. that that brings, and you can feel like you can connect with people better with music like that. And all my favorite records aren't overdone digitally. They're really organic. That was the process for recording this record, which would have been a lot better context at the beginning of this, I <laughs> yeah, realize. for sure. I wish I would have known <laughs> that. Songs. Yeah, but that context have. translates well. Like you, uh-huh. I get it now. I feel it. You know. Yeah. Massive respect, man. That really that does make it hit different. That's yeah. amazing that they did a lot of it live. Yeah, and especially like I don't know. As for like we talked about, like it's easy to do like your first record, but then like you have to write a second record. They were able to turn out a bunch of songs in like a two-year period versus other bands. Are like I think we have ten, maybe like. Well, that's you know, part yeah. of what's so wild to me that that the fact that there are so many songs on this record is crazy because it is the second record because it's not like like most right. first records are like you were a band for however long. And then you kind of just threw everything that you had over a couple years or however many years into that first record. This is like first record's done. We're on like a clock to get this second record out the door in a certain, you know, two, three years. And you're still coming in with like 15 songs that you're like, these have to be on here. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It's very prolific. Very, very. Yeah, it really is. I thought this song. But how about that bridge? Yeah, bridge the bridge is, is great. Cool, right? And I love that Matt like fakes you out about going into the last chorus and then the like dual yes. guitars come in. Yeah. That's, that's good. Fun. Yes. I like that a lot. That moment rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So like I said, the back half of the song is great. I just it love is. the start right it there. Is. Two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like it like lyrically and musically feels like a fitting second to last song. So mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna convert this this record into mono. Lumineer style and give it a listen. Perfect. Mm. Let me know what you think. I think that's an interesting exercise. We should do because of more. because of the whole uh, like they recorded it like you know sort of live, sort of organic. You know, not not that we hear in mono, but it's just well, actually thought. in Zoom, everything you've been hearing is in mono. Look at there. There you go. Zoom did it for you. Well, guys. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I'm I'm like tapped out. I was trying to think of something clever. We circle back to the did beginning. You just, did you want to go back to the beginning? Yeah. Welcome to Church GMs Now. The podcast. <laughs> Do you want to start that over, Kylan? Three former youth group kids. Uh, yeah, guys. Here's the last track. The beginning. Parentheses. A simple scene. The sea 
Josh, is this your favorite song on the record? Tylan, is this your favorite song on the record? Okay. Hey, let's wait, wait, let's Tylan. say it at the same time. Ready? Let's say it at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one. Yes. Yes. But <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, wait, I've got a I've got a question too. Is this a Kylo and Savage song? <laughs> okay. Well, this is a yes. Kylo and Savage song. Yeah. Okay. It's got the vibes. Okay. Here's the thing. There are so many individual aspects of this song that should in any other episode of this show you know that i would be bitching about nonstop, such as and I'll, I'll i'll get into that but for some reason it all totally works okay first off this acoustic in the intro the tone's really nice but it's kind of mm-hmm. got that like christmasy Amberlin thing from <laughs> what was the song that i hated on cities oh alexithemia no 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 the oh, acoustic you one, did hate the... that song Oh, unwinding cable. Inevitable, inevitable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I hated inevitable. Right, and it's kind of got that similar vibe. Like it feels kind of Christmassy. Yes. And then when the full band kicks in, it's got like real strong kind of like Hillsong worship vibes. Uh, But then right after Mm. that note, I wrote, "Damn, though, his voice is so good. (laughs) It's great." And I think that's the part of it that like a, a lot of his vocal performance and some of the some of the melody that like that feels like a Kylan melody. And like the yeah. way he sings it <laughs> feels very much like the way you sing sometimes. Like because this is very like straightforward kind of indie rock. Like uh-huh. this song more than any other song on the album is like it's an outlier. It's kind of this like straight just kind of yeah singer songwriter like but how wild is it of the same era when you were writing stuff right it's like this it's a five minute song it's at the end of an hour long record and i'm like this is my favorite song i listen to this one the most that's true that's (laughs) it's so good it's wild it's so good yeah, there's some u2 stuff there uh very u2 i think that's why i was hitting on like hill song yeah like u2 inspired like for sure Josh, like why is the, this the your favorite Pacific song? Pacific Ocean line. This is Kylan's song. Yeah. I know. Like a it specific. Is. I don't I care. I don't care. It, it is. It is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and I love I'm it. Just... I think it's so good. Well, Listen. and I, I said that this, that not only that my favorite classic crime song was on this record, and this is my for sure favorite classic crime song like wow it's wow. it's been for years and it still is top seated on its throne they've come out with some good stuff but this is still my favorite thing they've top ever tier. done like yeah i love like location-based wow. songs that like take you places and this just like paints a great picture of the pacific northwest for someone who's actually never been there but what i'm like I bet that's what it's like, Matt. Like you seem like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I love how like big and jammy and major it gets, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like a linear song. Like uh-huh. he doesn't really like. There's a repeated arc like where like oh you uh, uh, oh, but it's not in, like a chorus, so it's right. kind no, it's of pretty linear. much like intro verse verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, like there's the repeated parts for you to like connect to when they come back to it. So, uh, yeah, I just, I love this song so much. I'm glad they ended with a road song. 
I yeah. think yeah, most people haven't been on tour and they don't realize the toll that takes. They don't realize how hard it is. Right. And uh, especially in this era, like people forget this was the era where it was like kind of transitioning. Like how do people become an independent artist in the digital age and internet? Right. Like that was nobody knew how to do it. Everyone was just scrappy and figuring it out. And I don't think people realize the yeah. pressure that some of these artists were under. And I just, I can't imagine the pressure toll. they were under. Like it must've been pretty, pretty intense. So it's such a, this is the, this is the biggest reason not to end the album at medicine, this song, you know, it's like, it's, it's uh, worth yeah. doing the whole, it's worth doing the whole third act, you know, to get here. Yeah. Because he's speaking from the heart so much and you can yeah. feel it in the lyrics in the performance like yeah the vocal performance so really hard. just sold this song for me he believes every lyric for yeah. sure you have mm -hmm. no question that's right yeah, yeah. and it's interesting so because to me it ties the concept of everything which is like the love song to the rest of the album that is the concept album about mortality humanity collective community death life like it kind of right. brings it all full circle so it does feel like an, a beginning yeah, and an end. Mm -hmm. yeah. It works. It's so it good. It works so well. It it's closed so out the good. album perfectly. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, Big and yeah. jammy. And then like he ends the song lyrically with the same like how he opened it, which is kind of like fits the bookend also of, like the record of like the end and the beginning kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it feels, musically it feels like the specific kind of, jam that the band does it feels cathartic and ending but hopeful like for the band as well you know what i mean like i can and and now that you gave yeah, me the context music, that they did a lot of this kind of live like you can they're just there's oh, a different yeah. energy to this like it feels like that kind of like man we're like we're exhausted we're tired we've been doing this for a really long time but Guys, it's the last song, so we're gonna give it we're, everything we yeah. got. You mm -hmm. know, like there's and definitely we're that feeling to I get. drive to the next state and do it again. Right. Day, yeah. You know, like Yeah. Okay. Or it's like they're playing like the it's like, okay, guys, imagine like you're coming home after a long tour. That's the energy like they're putting into like this, like, okay, this recording. Imagine this is the last song or the last show. Like, how are you playing <laughs> that with that energy? Right. Yeah. Till I get home. Yeah, till you get home. It's great. So good. So, That's great. Oh, uh, guys, we did it. We listened to the silver silver chord by the classic crime. Uh, so, do we have any any final thoughts before we get into our final flop or bop verdicts? I just want to tell Ty thanks for bringing this album to us. Thank yeah, you. thank you, Ty. I will agree with that. Fun ride. Thank you, Ty. I had a good time. I appreciate you, fellas. Josh, how many records from 2008 have we covered? the show i don't i off the top oh my, my head God. i can't you're, think you're of just, any other ones you're so unprepared <laughs> this episode you think i'm like a, a computer i'm a supercomputer i'm a mentat kind of dude kind of just, <laughs> let me calculate real quick no well, I, I, I tried to I catch you out to say i don't I'm think i'm on we vacation have. bro i know I'm on vacation. vacation josh it's way different josh than, than, than normal josh it's true hold on i've got <laughs> i've got a spreadsheet that i made uh, of all the albums we've covered. Oh my gosh, who is this person? <laughs> I don't really, but you have yours. Let me see if I, let me find it. Here, let me get it. I'll get it. No, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. You just relax. You get some R&R. &R. You're on vacation. Uh, I'm on vacation. Oh, thanks, <laughs> vacation, Josh. It. Vacation, Josh. It is chill, Josh. 2008. 
Yeah, we have nothing. Oh no, are we all no forgotten? Way. The paper root EP the, from the last episode, as I like to call it. Perfect. The episode that <laughs> literally like twenty five people have listened to. <laughs> so this is the oh, first. Yeah. The first. This album. is the first full length though. Yeah, it was really long, guys. It was a really long record. It was arguably too long. Uh, but that's all I'm gonna say before we get into our flopper bop verdicts. Who wants to go first? What order should we do this in? Let's go. All right, I'm just gonna take charge since beautiful producer Josh is on vacation. <laughs> Let's have Josh, then me, then Ty, then TJ. I like that. I all like right. that. All right, Josh. Was the silver cord a flop or a bop? Well, like we talked about, this album is very long, and there are definitely two songs that I would cut easily. R and R and Sing are my easy ones. You can make a case for the ascent or whatever, but other than that, like I said, I listened to this record a couple years back, and not overall, it didn't grab me. Uh, but going in, we're a critical listen of this, and I gotta say that a lot of it grabbed me, and I was surprised that like I hadn't gotten into abracadabras until now. <laughs> and we talked about Matt McDonald's voice, and it's like the first song he had, I like. Gosh, his song, his voice is so, so good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was just so filled out. And I thought everything was great on it. There was, it's very long, but a lot of it works on this. And I am going to give this a definite bop from definite me. Definite bop. All right. A definite bop. Yeah. Definite bop. I like that. Okay. So now it's my turn. Nice. It is your turn. Okay. Uh, do we remember what did we predict? Did we all predict bops on this? I believe it's hard to I predicted bop for myself. It's I been, know that. It's been so long. So as Josh said, it is very, very, very long. There was so much of this though that I found really surprising that I I really enjoyed. But what I think I'm gonna do is I think I'm gonna pull a classic TJ. And I think I'm just barely gonna all flop right. this record. Oh, mostly, Whoa. mostly, oh, mostly based on length, this. but I would a hundred percent bop. Maybe not even an EP, a but regular maybe length record, a regular length a record, three album. Yeah, where right. I honestly, the ascent through closer than we think. I think if they were gone, mm, yeah, oh, I like everything though. Well, you do like everything, but. This is you already gave your flopper. <laughs> so <That's> true. <laughs> bum them, bum them, you're cutting it. But you know, it's your it's your it's your cut. Yeah. Uh you know what? I'll keep everything and I'll I'll cut R and R. How about that? You good with that? I, I can live with that, yeah. So so I would bop that. So I also I haven't like flopped a record in a long time. It's like right on the line yeah. for me. And and so, you know, usually I say one of my my big criteria is well, I find myself listening to this record uh, or the majority of this record again in the next year. And I don't, I honestly don't think I will. There's a couple songs that I for sure have thrown on playlists. Uh, Abracadavers, The Beginning, for sure. But since the record's so long, I don't have time for that. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> barely going to flop it. But I will end this by asking Ty, because I feel like this did really hook me into the classic crime more than I anticipated. Yeah. So as someone who is now like, this is like 
as someone who, who has now listened to this record and now you kind of know the things that I really appreciated and the things that I didn't, my question is, what's the next classic crime record you would recommend me listen to? Man, I mean... Because I definitely want, that's the thing, I definitely want to listen to more, but I kind of don't know where to go from here, if that makes sense. I would personally, if I started here, I would just go back to Albatross to dip in. I don't know if that's the answer you wanted or not. No, that's cool. But uh, I think Albatross shares a lot. It's different in a lot of ways. I think tonally for sure. Like the guitars and drums kind of, they're both a little different. It's also three songs shorter, so... Yeah, it's way shorter. It's very it's very easy to digest and it's cool. still dynamic. There's some low stuff like Who Needs Air might be my favorite classic crime song ever. It is actually. Um, so, I mean, that's a good reason to go there. Sweet. So, yeah, unfortunately, I'm giving it I'm giving it just a just a barely I almost said flaccid, <laughs> flaccid flop. Oh, no. <laughs> uh it's late uh uh yeah sure you know what i'm gonna own it a flaccid flop oh wow i gotta say i'm very surprised you flopped this you were really, really enjoying a lot of this record i was that's what i said there's a yeah. lot of moments on it that i super enjoy i think yeah. it's just too long low-key hot take for it's sure just, it's just a little too long for me but there's definitely like at least five songs that i enjoy so much that i want to dig into more classic crime so yeah, continuing your journey. Go. For yeah, sure. exactly. Trending upward. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's my, you know, my ascent into... Uh, into Ooh, there it is. Crime, so. <laughs> uh, all right, Ty, where do you land a flop or a bop on this record? I'm going no bars bop. It's a bop, No baby. bars bop, all right. Well, I can't, I can't yeah, imagine boy. not having this record. I just can't. It's a, it's oh a staple God. for me, yeah. but... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it two ways. I'm with you, Kylan. I would have cut or I wouldn't have been upset if the ascent threw closer than we think got cut. Maybe well, everything. And, but, yeah. So and, I mean you, but you're here's the caveat to that. I think that everything and the beginning could have been put out on just like a little little EP. It's a two like song EP. Like a single EP. kind of yeah, yeah. It's just a single and that's like a single it. and a B side. But yeah. here's the thing. It wasn't yeah. the era of music for that. For sure, for sure. It it you could you couldn't do it like that back then. I mean, some people no, were, but it was like then. barely. It wasn't like worth risking your career on your second record for. You know, it's right. like yeah, so. Yeah. Yep. Did they make the right the call? Game. Pro- they probably made the right call. I think they did it right. If I was yeah. in 08, it probably happened the right way. But looking back, uh, definitely a bop, dude. I mean, Abracadavers, the end of grave digging. Man, he yeah. sells the lyrics so good. It's just mm-hmm. the vocals, man. Can you imagine not having these vocals in your life? That's why I gotta bop it. <laughs> I get yep. it. I get it. And dig it. All right. Well, TJ, it's down to you. Yeah, man. Very much like Ty said. I think there's so much about this album that I'd be bummed to not have in my life. Um, I really like the way you put that. Yeah, I think you know they did some interesting things that a lot of bands at this time weren't doing, and just kind of played with the form and the format, like in in intriguing ways. Yeah, I I love Abracadabras, man. That song. And and I like the journey that the album takes you on. I like that we that we start uh, you know, in our grave um at the end and then we we end up being planted as a seed in the beginning. I like the ascent on the way there. This album, I'm not going to say this album is everything, but I am going to say that 
you know the silver cord is um it's just the way that you are and and what else and, you got? and it's closer it's closer to my heart than i thought so you know it's closer than we think a lot of times this album i'm sorry i flopped it but i'm just a man you're just a man kylan and it's okay that you're wrong but i'm bopping this hard man <laughs> i gotta do it hey. hard bop. Hey. yeah yeah, uh, no, but I think I don't know. I, I think he's in a no bard, no hold yeah. bard no box. Bar. Is that what it yeah. is? That's what I was trying there to say. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> you know, Matt, I don't know if you listened to all three, four, five, six hours of this, but <laughs> if you're out there right now, please at Church Jams now on Twitter and let us know. <laughs> whose idea it was for the auto-tune, and if you were in support. That's all we want to yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. I do want to know. I do want to know that. I'm not mad about it. I just want to know context. <laughs> you sound like a disappointed yeah. dad. I'm not mad. <laughs> I just I'm need mad. someone to tell me whose idea it was. need you to give me a name. <laughs> whose idea was the auto-tune? <laughs> uh, well, all right, guys. I'm See, now you guys, I feel... This is always my problem. See, this is why, once again, TJ, to you, like, I so respect how how well you stick to your guns on this show, because now I'm just like, oh, man, I like I want to be part of the club. I want to bop it so we can all just like, <laughs> no, yeah, man. we bopped it. I want to you know, <laughs> I feel super left out. But and, look, dude, you know how much I respect you right now for sticking to your flop guns. You're sticking to the flaccid, flaccid, flop guns. flaccid guns. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a heart, guys. It's not a hard flop. It's a oh, flop. No. Oh. oh, man. It's know, weird man. doing the podcast two hours later than I usually do. <laughs> Can we come back from this? I don't know, man. No, this is the end. This, the is, end this is the end. Now. All right, guys. If you, <laughs> if you inexplicably enjoyed this, we got more bonus content like it on our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Also follow us on all the social media at Church GMs Now. Uh, we're doing fun stuff over on Twitter and Instagram. I oh Ty, is there anything you want people to know about you? Do you want to plug anything? Your 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 business, your socials, your listen. I'm a love a Toy Story. I'm a simple guy. <laughs> toy Story? Did you say Toy Story? Yeah, your love of Toy Story. Well, man, just just snake in your boot. Since you said it. Oh, that's why you referenced that. Okay, guys, this morning I was, I, I've been going to the library a lot and I was reading the special effects book. And if one computer had exported Toy Story in the year they exported it, it would have taken 57 years. And the final master was exactly one gigabyte. And I just thought that's, that was interesting. That's crazy. I just wanted to share that. But no, the, what, what am I talking about? Um, <laughs> That's what you wanted to plug. All right, guys, this has been our guest time here, giving us Toy Story you facts. To, you want right. to plug this book you read at the library? Listen, they all, listen. You're, yeah, we asked him what he wanted to plug. He said, I've been going to the library. The library. <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, Ty, never I'm support your local library, y'all. You should do that. It's you good. should. Ty's PSA listen, for the night. But, but if you go to the Blu-ray DVD section, oh, it's like blockbuster vibes. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like the back best. Of the day. I, know, I know. Okay, no, but here's the deal. <laughs> I'm based out of Miami, and uh, but we're all over. We love to travel. We shoot videos. We shoot wedding videos. We what's shoot brand what's, videos. What's the name of, of who's we? What's the name well, of your company? My wife and I. If if you get married and you want a video, it's peach and orange. And if it's commercial, if it's a music video. If it's whatever, the most 
watched a video ever made as a music video. It's got like seven or eight million views. You would reach out to Pando Films, P-A-N-D-O Films. Get me. Hell yeah. If you hire us for a music video, <laughs> I don't want to talk to your manager at all. And I want you to stay out of the creative. Like, just give me the control. Just... <laughs> This is the worst pitch ever. The reins, man. Just give me the reins. Don't worry. Let when me... you do a music video for me, you won't have to talk to my manager. Just, just trust me. I got you. Sweet. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been an informative Church Jams Now. May all your favorite bands stay together. Support your local library. And peace out, Marv Rose. <laughs>